gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 49 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Araj Dolat Shahi, and my two, what is it, the king's hand? Hands of the king. Hands, Hands of, the, of king. the king. Not that I'm the king. I'm not just saying I'm the king. No, I could be the queen if you want. <laughs> the young, the amazing Mr. Carlos Borguel. And the one to my right. Looking at me and staring at me. We were told to say this differently today, right? Yes. We were told to say this differently by uh, Andrew Medina. And the one next to me is Aless Crunch Crunch Gonzalez. I don't think that's how he wanted to that's say it. exactly what he wanted. Are you sure about that? I don't there's, think so. Uh, there, was, was there was just more. Was lame. There was booze involved. That so lame, I don't know yeah, if anybody's actual ideas is correct about here. At length. Well, whatever it is, he's less Gonzalez. <laughs> and this week we have a very, very special guest host. He's an amazing artist. If you listen to Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, you already know about this fine young man. A incredible talent. He's the exclusive artist for Rogue One. And you might see in his shirts, the man that went up against Les Gonzalez in the crazy trivia that we had. Mm -hmm. He almost came through with a victory. Came in the bottom of the ninth and he barely, barely lost short. it. He's going to tell you a little bit about what he does for HBO. Oh. He is the one and only Adam. Hey! Stafford. Let's go. What's up? What's buddy? up, Max? <laughs> What's up, buddy? Sorry about that 30 minute intro there, bro. <laughs> That's okay. You're that was you're way too nice, dude. <laughs> no, dude, thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, good, of course. Good. Of course. We're excited to have you. So Adam, you want to tell people exactly what you do for HBO? And there was something really cool and really big that happened just a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. Uh, I am a junior designer for HBO currently on an internship there. And uh, I've been I'm on this digital media and social marketing team. And I am currently studying graphic design in school, uh, which is how I got the internship. And uh, so that's what I do for them is graphic design. And a lot of a lot of it is illustrative work, which is awesome, because that's my main thing, my drawing. But yeah, so recently for the uh, premiere of Game of Thrones season seven, they did a, a new Snapchat filter where it, like you use a snap code and it unlocks a filter that like turns your face into it, like kind of like White Walkerish, kind of like yeah, the night, yeah, King. yeah, the Night King, snow, and you like you can like breathe and there's like you see the your breath and everything and it's That's awesome, awesome. blue. I didn't have anything to do with that, the like really cool part. But <laughs> the snap code, the little the little design that you use to unlock it, you right. like take a picture of it. It's like the snap the Snapchat ghost, but it's all done up like the Night King, like the White Walker character. And uh, it was all he, you. 
I, I designed that. Yeah, that's right. awesome. That is so cool. And if you haven't seen it, guys, it is really cool. Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah, yeah you do look like a fucking White Walker. I have Snapchat, but I haven't used it like in a year and a half, two years. And I just went on there just because <laughs> just I heard that. That's awesome. <laughs> so very, very cool. And if you haven't seen Adam's work, you guys need to go on. Where's the best place they can find you to go check out your amazing drawings and illustrations? Uh, the best spot to check that stuff out would probably be my Instagram, which is the handle is not Adam Stafford, N-O-T, Adam Stafford. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I'm working on a new version of my website, so the adamstafforddesign.com will be coming soon. Oh, how uh, cool is that? Let me tell you how, how talented this guy is. So when we were doing the trivia with yeah. Les at, on Rogue One, we, we were just talking, and I, we were, I was talking about Aladdin, and uh, I definitely want to do an Aladdin cost. I don't know where it's, Aladdin came up, or mm-hmm. the, the live-action movie. Next thing you know... Adam sends me a picture while I was talking about Aladdin. He literally sketched out Aladdin for me and he sent me the Aladdin picture and it was done with a pen. And it was, it was freaking amazing. It was unbelievable. And I couldn't believe he just did it within like 40 seconds. He drew Aladdin for me. So I was, that was really cool. This, this guy is unbelievable. I can't wait to see his new website. So thank you for being here and thank you for just doing what you do. You're mm-hmm. awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. All of that a, a lot. That's <laughs> yeah, why I cool. do it. <laughs> no problem, man. Glad you guys dig it. You ready to get into geek, some geekdom? I am. I'm oh. always in it, dude. Okay, cool. Man. Let me give the shenanigans out real quick before we do. So, obviously, you can catch us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, just like you can catch Adams. So, our Facebook is at symbol the Sithless podcast. And our Instagram is the Sithless. Our Facebook is just look up. Email is the Sithless at gmail.com. The Sith List hotline is 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And then you can buy all kinds of merch at TeePublic. Just look up The Sith List and you will find us there, including a nice little shirt that says Less is More Crunch Crunch Gonzalez. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then also, Adam, where can they find you on Twitter? And I know you just said your your, uh, Instagram, but where can they find you on Twitter? Same handles. Not Adam Stafford. At okay. not Adam Stafford. Everywhere. Got you. Got you. Okay. Not Adam Stafford. And we're at the Sith List and then Boo. At the Sith List, Boo. And then Less. At Less is More 78. And there is the shenanigans. All right. Now let's get into some geekdom. Yay. Now this was surprising. The box office this week. Because I thought that Spidey was going to take number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it so did, did I. And it did not. Ooh. So War of the Planet of the Apes made $56 million. And Spider-Man made 45.2. Huh. Yeah. And what? Despicable Me 3 made 18.9. Still there. This huh? was very surprising to me because I thought with the word of mouth from Homecoming, mm-hmm. with all the press and all the goodwill that everybody has been jibber-jabbering about, I thought it would definitely take number one. But uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, those apes are popular, man. So we were wrong. Huh. I was so I was so set on it that in the show notes last week, I left Spider-Man number one because I didn't. I knew yeah. I didn't have to change it. Yeah, and I literally had to fucking change it. Wow. So unfortunately, we didn't get to see more of the Planet of the Apes. But yeah, my dog has been sick. Boo has been stepped up and was a huge help. So he's been here, and if he's not here, I, then I'm here. So we didn't get a chance to go see him. So you can all blame Les. <laughs> Les could have yep, went and saw fault. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he didn't. We've heard great things. Adam, yeah. you didn't see it, did you? No, no, I was in the firmly in the Spider-Man camp this weekend. I, good. I saw it. Ah. Good, 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 good. So let's talk a little Spidey, just real quick. Let's talk about what you thought of it, man. You're a big oh. Spider-Man fan and a great comic book 
um, guru, just like the one next to me over here. So what did you think about this homecoming? I loved it, man. Uh, it was honestly better the second time. Like a lot of movies are for me just because I'm able to like soak it up more and like really uh, kind of catch the smaller details and the things that, you know, kind of uh, you miss in the excitement of the first viewing. Right. But I mean, I, I can't, I was, I'm honestly kind of surprised how much I loved it because I was like more worried about this Spider-Man than I've been worried about any of the other Spider-Man just because it's like, you know, it was the third time it needed to be good. And there were high stakes because it was supposed to be part of this whole cinematic universe that Marvel's already set up. It's a complicated thing that they did by making this happen, but they did it so well. And I just think that they nailed the character unlike it's ever been done before. Really all of the characters, but especially Peter Parker in Spider-Man. I agree, man. I am 100% on board with your assessment. I, mm -hmm. I, I thought they nailed it as well. And you, you were okay with all – obviously, you, said you were okay with all the different character development. Because there were some people – I was talking to Johnny on the phone the other day, Johnny Grosso, and he, he was talking about how he did not enjoy how they made Flash his character. Really? And how they depicted what? Flash. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he did like them. He loved the movie. Yeah. Bits and pieces that he, he was a little bit upset about, but overall he loved it. But so you were okay with all the character development, who played the characters and all that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right. I thought that as far as Flash Thompson goes, I thought that that was pretty uh, accurate as far as what a bully looks like these days. And yeah, it's, like it's this, this, this era's version, a millennial Flash mm -hmm. Thompson, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about Spider-Man in a second. Um, we have so much to talk about, especially on uh, – we just finished Game of Thrones, all of us, oh, man. including Adam, wow. and literally minutes ago. Yep. So we are fresh on the uh, excitement of Game of Thrones. Yes, we are. Premiere. So we want to talk about that. We're going to talk a little D23, and there's a lot to talk about with D23. Mm -hmm. And there's also some random stuff we need to talk about. So let's get into some random schmeals. First of all, I want to do a, a rest in peace to George Romero, mm -hmm. who unfortunately just passed away today. Yeah, the Los Angeles Times just came out and said that he died. He had a brief but aggressive battle with lung cancer, huh. unfortunately. And he is single-handedly responsible for the zombie genre mm -hmm. and, and its current form today, too. And it's interesting because we were watching Game of Thrones and we were look, watching zombies, right? Yeah. In yeah essence, it's a zombie yeah. show. So he had a big part of this, mm -hmm. of everything that we're watching. You know, a geekdom and fandom today, he was the grandfather of this horror zombie kind of genre. Mm -hmm. So it's unfortunate. It is. Yeah, he basically created a whole other wing of geekdom in general. I mean, by, I, I'm sure there were other movies or other stories out there about Walking Dead or, you know, the dead coming back to life. But Night of the Living Dead is forever going to be a landmark film. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then all the other sequels. You know, everything that, that came out. Right? So, yeah, that's like the boot through the door right yep. there. His favorite one, he said, it was the most underrated one, is The Day of the Dead. But yeah, so a big old rest in peace to you, Mr. George Romero, and thank you for doing what you did. Mm -hmm. Now, we have, we're have we going to talk a little bit about something that we normally never talk about, Doctor Who. Now, this took <laughs> like the internet by storm. Okay, I don't watch Doctor Who. Uh, boo, you don't watch Doctor Who, less. Not at all. Adam? Nope. <laughs> okay. Not that we're hating on Doctor Who, but 
We just don't watch soccer. We just don't watch soccer. So it was announced right after the the Wimbledon Men's Championship. They had a little commercial, and they announced the 13th person to assume the role of the iconic Time Lord. And that person is officially a female for the first time. Jodie Whittaker. Okay. Okay. She is going to be the doctor. And this is a very, very, very big deal for the Hoovians. Hoovians. Yeah. They call themselves the Hoovians. Because either there were, there were people in fandom, they went crazy. Either they loved the pick or they didn't want a female to be in the role. Ah. So I think this is a big step. Yeah. It, it is a fandom right now is so big with mm. female characters. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. That's, why not? See, that's the question. Why not? Why not? No, so, nobody can give a legitimate reason to say why not. So Other than I'm it. sexist and I don't want a yeah, female to be. Those aren't legitimate reasons. Yeah, so. no. They're, they're their answer is always going to be, well, the doctor's always a guy. So? It's like, so? Yeah, exactly. So? so. I wonder if uh, Rebel Force Radio will have something about oh, this. Oh, perhaps. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. So, yeah, so fandom goes crazy and good for you. Now, have you ever been tempted to watch Doctor Who, Adam, at all? Uh, no. God, I was somewhere in New York, and I can't really remember where it was. I can't remember the name of the town, but it was a small little town, and they had a Doctor Who-themed cafe. Wow. Wow. Didn't even, it didn't even get me there. It was like... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Really sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, we have a we, we have, have a girl that works loves. with us, Mary Beth, who's a big time Whovian, and she gets so mad that we don't talk Doctor Who. Mary Beth, we're talking about the Who yes. right now. Yeah! Not the band, <laughs> the show. I, I wish we were talking about the Who. Yeah, I'd rather talk about the Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Roger Daltrey. I, I'm trying to be very gracious here, Mary Beth. Just sorry. <laughs> I'm just sorry in general. <laughs> So there you uh, have it. I'll Doctor watch 10 Who seconds has been spoken about on the Sith list. A little bit. A little bit. There goes the random spiel. Let's get into some crazy stuff. D23. Oh, man. If you were lucky enough to be in that hall, you got to see an amazing behind-the-scenes reel for The Last Jedi, which I've watched about seven times already. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to play that reel for you a little bit later. But let's talk about some of the other stuff. Marvel had a big day. Mm-hmm. Very big. Very big day. And the big day was because they had a teaser for Infinity War. Lucky bastards. Lucky bastards. Because (laughs) I heard that this teaser was just ridiculous. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to read you a synopsis of the actual trailer that everybody got to see. So if you don't want to get spoiled on a trailer... Then you shouldn't listen to this. <laughs> I don't know if this trailer will ever come out. I'm sure it will. Yeah, it has um, to. Oh, I'm going to talk about descriptively what went down in the trailer. And it sounds fucking amazing. The footage began with the Guardians of the Galaxy flying out in space with Mantis telling the group that they are all arriving at their destination. So already I'm like, oh my God, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so Star-Lord <laughs> warns everyone to put on their game faces thanks to the danger they may face. But as they slow down, they realize they're not seeing what they expected to see. Instead, the Milano arrives to a space filled with destruction. And the group is surprised when a body hits their windshield. So Rocket screams, wipers, wipers. It's not an ordinary body on the windshield. It's none other than the God of Thunder, Thor. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Thor, who is still unconscious, is brought into the ship and put down on the table. And Mantis uses her abilities to wake Asgardian up. As she does, he rockets up from the table and has a serious look of concern across his face, Pulp asking, who the hell are you guys? <laughs> As they continue to fly through space, Thor joins Rocket, 
in one of the ship's portholes as they look out. The former mutters, something is very wrong. From there, the footage gives a closer look at some of the other major things happening in the Marvel Universe, primarily wrapped around the images of a giant ship seemingly crashing towards Earth. We hear a voice, possibly Mantis's voice, explain that death follows him like a shadow. Because at the next, the very next scene, we see Loki presenting the Tesseract like a prize finally won. The hair on the arm of Peter Parker standing on end as Spider-Man senses tingles while riding the bus. Oh, and the cool. voice of Tony Stark explaining the one advantage that they have, he's coming to us. As the aforementioned ship continues to fall, we hear some voice over from Thanos, who's played by Josh Brolin, who notes, fun really isn't something one considers while balancing the universe. Okay, so it starts getting seriously dramatic and thrilling. The footage kind of looks dark and intense, dark and gritty. From Star-Lord jumping around on who looks like a platform that Doctor Strange is generating, to Spider-Man not wearing his normal costume, but instead this specifically designed armor. As Thanos says, I know what it's like to lose, to feel so desperately that you're right. You'll all fail all the same. We then see Captain America for the first time sporting a heavy beard. Which is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. A dejected, demasked Peter Parker sits on the battlefield with Iron Man. And Peter Parker says, Tony, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the one-on-one battles with Thanos, we watch Thor's head get basically pummeled by the Mad Titan and twisted. And Iron Man get punched crazy hard. The big showstopper arrived at the end of the footage, however, as we finally got to see the full power of Thanos. While people have joked about him just being a purple alien who sits on a throne... The last shot fully demonstrates his amazing power as he literally pulls a planet slash moon out of the sky and creates a giant wave of meteors raining towards Earth. Run from it, Thanos says, but destiny still arrives. So there you have it. God, I'm so jealous. That, that was <laughs> not, I, I butchered that thing, but it sounds... Yes. Awesome. Doesn't that, it? Yeah, that was incredible. What, really what do you was. think, Adam? Are you so... I mean, I mean, how can you not be pumped about this movie, but... Right. From what you heard, is this what kind of like something you've been expecting? You know, I'll be honest with you. I I really haven't. I've had such a hard time wrapping my head around the idea of what to expect from Infinity War that it, I, it's not what I was expecting because I didn't know what to expect. So yeah. it sounds great, though. It sounds right it, as far as a film called Infinity War goes. So I'm I'm into it, man. It sounds awesome. It, it sounds serious. It, it sounds it sounds amazing. Les, what do you think about this? Uh, it's. It, I think it's spot on. I think that's what's going to happen. It's you can't just mess around with Thanos if he does show up. And and it's. I think we talked about all this before. This ties everything together because if you think about it, Thor is actually basically a space Viking. Mm-hmm. Like he's just always going everywhere. Asgardians, basically, Asgard is heaven, which is in the cosmos. Like it's supposed to be up in the sky, yeah, somewhere else, yeah. way out there, anyway. So why wouldn't they run across these things? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they run into or deal with cosmic entities and beings? And then why not cross paths? Uh, I'm hoping, I mean, I'm really, really hoping we may get Beta Ray Bill at some point. Oh, shit. That'd be right. I don't think he would be a big part. We might get a, we might get to see him, but I don't know if, how big of a part he would be. No, but still. What's going to be the surprise of this thing? Uh, who you know- dies? Is it going to be the surprise? Oh, okay. You don't think they're going to introduce somebody they haven't talked about at all? And all of a sudden, it's on camera at the end, somebody pops out like Beta Ray Bill, and everybody's just going to go, holy shit. You think it's just going to be a death of someone? Somebody's going to die. Well, I, uh, Vision yes. has to die. Yeah, someone is going to fall, yeah. Yeah, Vision has to die, and then 
He might. He has to die, so that wouldn't be a surprise. Well, I don't I know think about why does Vision have to die. He has the Mind Stone in his forehead, and yes. Thanos needs it for the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, he's going to take stones, it and kill it. So he has to take it from him. Well, but that automatically kill Vision. Is, it, see, is that what gives him life? See, that's, I, I see, that's the question. That's the question. I, yeah, that's why I'm saying. I it, think it does. It actually, you know, it because that was the whole thing at the end of Age of Ultron. They were deciding: is he worthy to keep it? Mm. Not that it would kill him if they took it from mm-hmm. him. Because Thor is, Thor's supposed to say, look, I have to take this back. Yeah. Like, we have to keep these things. Because Asgard had all of them. They mm-hmm. had the Tesseract first. He's going to go back to being Jarvis. Yeah. yeah. But, no, but he can, he's cool. still the vision. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I know. So the, the Mind Stone did have the, those, like, the beams and all that stuff. But I don't know if it would actually kill him. Mm-hmm. I just think that what can happen then is it just, he may not be as powerful. They have a big hole in yeah. his head. See, yeah, see, that too. Well, they just a new laser. Yeah, yeah, he just can't do the laser thing, but it, but it might not kill him. But for the weight that it carries, yes. I think it'd be more important that he dies. Not saying that I want him to die, but having somebody die but, is is like Coulson dying in the first Avengers uh-huh. that carried weight. Yes, yeah. that that brought them together as a team. So sadly, somebody has to die. And then him coming back on the TV show. No, but I think yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. Though. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> if you do bring up Vision, he may go down valiantly, going against. You know, it'd be, yeah, he, he'll be the last one. It'll be like an epic battle scene. Yes. Him and Thanos going at it valiantly. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Thanos gets the better of him, rips the Mind Stone from, from him, his forehead. drops his lifeless body. Yeah. And then maybe Credits. in part two, we'll get a triumphant return. Yeah. What you guys are saying is that the Avengers will lose their vision. Yes. Nah. Yes, yes, they will yes. lose their vision. Yeah. Sorry, I had to do that. No, that no, no, joke. that's fine. No, it, it will happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was literally waiting like, Two minutes. Yeah. Like <laughs> I saw the hamster wheel turning. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah. oh, just shut up. But I like it. that. That's King Tom asked that question in a voice. I remember about mm-hmm. how they're going to bring everyone together. And yes, why not? The Guardians are cruising around somewhere and all of a sudden, bam, Thor smacks right into their ship. And then they go, OK, what's going on? Well, I need you guys to get me to Earth. And then Thor, they, they take him to Earth and all of a sudden they're wrapped up in this battle now. Is, it, is that the way that uh, Thor Ragnarok is going to end? Oh, I'm going to stay silent on that. Not that I really fucking know. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know things? What do you know? You know what I'm really excited about? It just hit me, dawned on me right now. We're going to have Star-Lord and Tony Stark in the same room talking to, talking each, other. to each other. That'd be great. Oh, no, and you're going to have Dr. Strange, too. So. Oh, he's a cocky son of a bitch. Oh, and oh. Peter fucking Parker. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and then you have the cocky three cockiest bastards in the fucking universe, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, talking to each other. Oh, Adam, who is the the character you're most excited about out of this whole Infinity Wars thing? It, like a single character that I'm most excited about. Yeah, seeing somewhat, with, huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe a single character you're most excited about seeing them kind of interact with other characters that we haven't yet. Oh, for sure, Spider-Man. I feel like that's the easy answer right now because Spider-Man just came out, but he is my favorite character, and I've been waiting this whole time, like since Spider-Man 1, for Spider-Man to have the chance to, you know, mess around with, you know, all the other characters. Him and Star-Lord going back and forth would Mm -hmm. be fun, too. Yeah. Peter and Peter. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing that I would or love Drax, to see most, Drax and, yes, oh, yes, that's going to be so. Cool. And, go, and going back to the Spider Man thing, seeing his mind getting blown because his mind was already blown being part of the Avengers, and then meeting Tony Stark and all that. Oh, but seeing yeah. you know, oh, yeah, shit the, happening the and going, yeah, I mean, he might even go into space or something like that and shit yeah. like that. Seeing his his reaction to it all, where everybody's like, "All right, we got to be serious." He's gonna be like, "Holy shit, what's going on?" Yeah, that's <laughs> would, yeah. would be great. I'm I'm actually excited to see Captain Marvel. 
Fuck, oh, Captain Marvel. That's right. I'm Wait, really Captain Marvel's going to be in this one? The... She, I believe she so. She is. She is? I she, believe so. She is. Okay. Maybe that's the introduce that we're going to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get the introduction of her. Maybe we get the death of the vision. And replacement. Air quotes, death of the vision. Yeah. And yeah, because you want to replace a powerful being with a powerful. Yeah, being, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Wow, we just came up with something. And watch, yeah. we're, not, we're totally off. We're totally off. <laughs> you know what? Captain America care. dies. Yeah. You know what? The thing is that I was thinking, poor DC, because I just thought that right now. Because, <laughs> man, Jesus, how are you? Uh, how are they going to get this much excitement? I know Justice League is. Is, is going to be cool. Hopefully, mm-hmm. knock on wood. We're going to knock on wood and cross our fingers. But this is like a fucking fandom orgy on screen. Yes. This is like... Uh, no, and speaking of fandom orgy, was it Scarlett Johansson did an interview talking about this. She says at one point, there's going to be some odd 60 heroes on screen at one point in time. 60? 60. Yeah. So, so you'll have all the Avengers, literally all the Avengers, the the the, the original ones and the new ones they have now. Right. That's uh, right, because they have two teams. It, they have two separate teams. You'll see the Defenders. You'll see yes. the Defenders, you, and then wait, wait, we're gonna see. The, I heard gotta, we're not. It's gotta happen. It has so? to happen. He's it, right. It, it has has to they're saying it's not. It's they're they're fucking with us. Yeah, it has I think to so happen. too. And then you can see the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you're gonna see a bunch of other people from different places. I'll shit myself. I see Luke Cage. Oh, it's going to happen, yeah. You think Luke Cage is going to be on in the Infinity War? Fuck yeah. Holy shit. He, I think he was in the Infinity War. No, Infinity talking, Gauntlet. Yeah, no, no. But uh, in the movie? In the movies. In the uh, cinematic. You know, he'll like, be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Believe, yeah. But I yeah, can see it coming down to some street level shit. Yeah. And we talked about yeah. this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. We talked and about gonna this. And they're going to be out there But then they came out and said ass, no. Dude. But then the earlier, a year and a half ago, Robert Downey Jr. had this whole thing. Yeah, a little tease. little tease. And then he took that down and they said, no, that's definitely not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Adam? You think we're going to get the defenders? I mean, ideally, yes. I would love for that to happen. That's what I want. But as far as like my experience with the the defenders shows and all of that goes, I I just don't feel like they're. I almost feel like they exist in different universes, even though technically they're not supposed to. Just because like the the ties between the two are so loose right now. They are. They are. But if you watch the shows on Netflix, they always refer to the incident. Mm-hmm. And yes. they were they're, they're, they plug the big green guy or yeah. the, hey, right. Mr. America. I'm wondering I'm, if that is done for a reason, obviously. Ideally, yes. I hope that is the reason for it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'll believe it when I see it. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't get your hopes I, up. They, are, they are different tones. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the tone of the Netflix universe is much more serious, much darker than what we normally get in the movies. That's yeah. absolutely right. Especially the Marvel and film. Although with what it sounds like, the stakes may be high enough for, you know, infinity war for them to be able to, you know, comfortably put those more, those darker toned characters in a, in a film because it's going to get more serious. Things are going to get darker with Thanos and all of that. The yes. ideal. And how cool would a end of credit scene be with there in New York and you just see all, all of the all the defenders there. Oh man, Tony Stark and mm-hmm. Captain America or somebody going up right. to them. Oh my god, <laughs> possibilities are endless. Here. Yes, yes. Oh, this is going to be so cool. And how long do we have to wait for this to come out? Next year, next month. May eight, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Les, what was that cool thing that you were telling me about that everybody thought? It was the Fantastic Four. No, it, Carl, we were talking about this mm-hmm. on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the way last night. To, 
the children of Thanos, mm-hmm. the Black Order, the Black, yeah, that they were there, but one of them that it was silhouetted, so everyone thought it was the Fantastic Four because one of the characters is bigger than the other. Well, one. What's the significance of the Black Order? They're basically his like. So Apocalypse has his four horsemen. Yeah. In Thanos, these are his minions. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Exactly. But they're but they're not his children because they call them. They, he calls them his their his children, uh, but they're no, really no, not. No. He, no. They it's just not happen like, to. They just happen to be it's almost not like Gamora as nuts. is his child. His child. Yeah. Oh, no, they no, just no. happen to be almost as psycho as psycho as he is. Okay. Like, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. If so they can do what crew. he was doing or yeah. he does, they'd pretty much be any one of them would be willing to be Thanos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, like one of them's name is Corvus Glaive, and he's almost like Starscream in a sense. Oh, nice. So he's kind of like the leader, but he'll kind of, you know, if Thanos is out of the way, then he'll gladly jump right in and go, oh, well, yeah. I he's, saw the he, statues. He's the first there. lieutenant, the number two. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. I saw the statues that they had of, of all of them. They mm-hmm. were amazing. Yeah, they were awesome. They are very cool. Did you get to see that, Adam, at all? I did. They, oh. they were pretty, pretty rad. They were pretty rad. They were pretty amazing. I need to go to D23. What? It's literally five minutes from my fucking work. I, lit, I grew up in Orange County in Anaheim, and I haven't been to a fucking D23. What the <laughs> hell's wrong? Well, I couldn't have gone because of my dog. But, yes. Uh, but, okay. Yeah, I need to go. And the next one's going to be 2019. Yes. It's every two years. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we have uh, Comic-Con next week. Mm-hmm. So, I have a feeling they're saving that Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok trailer. Because that's done and Mark Ruffalo saw it. Saw it, yeah. They're saving that for Comic-Con. Yep. So speaking, this is a good segue. Speaking of Mark Ruffalo, he weighed in on the chances of a Hulk standalone movie. Right. That's interesting. So the, mo- the movie rights for the Hulk are, are it's a complicated to say at least that it's exactly not going to be an easy thing for Marvel to convince Universal. Universal right. Yeah. The Hulk actor revealed that there will be likely never be a no. Hulk solo movie. No. You like it? Hulk solo? Oh, like Hulk it. solo. In the MCU, and it's all Universal's fault. Yeah, no shit. Speaking of variety, Mark Ruffalo had a little comment. He's kind of a little, a little jab at Universal. This is what he had to say. A standalone Hulk movie will never happen because Universal has the rights for the standalone Hulk movie. And for some reason, they don't know how to play well with Marvel. And they don't want to make money. Yeah, see, see that's, <laughs> that's the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that means they're trying. Yeah, he said that. Mark Ruffalo. Uh, so, that was definitely a jab. That, uh, yeah, that's a big jab. Yeah. I, that's awesome that he said that and that he's standing up for the character that he plays. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he mm-hmm. wants to do it. Yeah. He's been talking about yeah, it for yeah, years. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, he would, It would be great. It would be really cool. Even though I'm not a massive Hulk guy. But, yeah. Yeah. Neither am I, but I would go see it. I'd oh, be there. Yeah, I've seen oh, the yeah, other ones. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Right. And hopefully Ragnarok can change my mind. Kind of like how Spider-Man changed Boo's mind about Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're, yeah. you're a fan now, Spider Man. Oh, I, I was a fan. It's just that I'm not creaming over him like everybody else is. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're not creaming over him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be a sticky chair. That would be. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just did that. I just did the Hawes sigh, by the way. <laughs> Hawes does the sigh and then just straight silence, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They did announce, speaking of Marvel and D23, they did announce that they're going to have a Marvel immersive land at California Adventure. California Adventure is going to be the oh. hub for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How, how are they going to, are they going to expand the park or are they're they going to change they, something they're, out? They're going to knock some stuff out and, and, and areas out and rides out and make those Marvel. So there is your Marvel news. Now let's get into Spider-Man stuff again. Like I said, we're going to. Let's talk about some of the Easter eggs. 
that was in Spider-Man. You've seen it twice, Adam, right? Yep. Second time saw it today. Okay. So you guys probably have to uh, inform me about some of these things. I've talked to Lest about a couple of these things, but there was Easter eggs all over the place. So mm-hmm. we'll, talk, we'll talk about a couple of them, like four or five of them. Uh, the first one is, and if you, okay, here's it. If you do not want to be spoiled for Spider-Man Homecoming, I know last time I said, please forward 15 minutes, and then we ended up talking 45 minutes to an hour about <laughs> Spider-Man. So I apologize if you did that and you listened to last week's episode. But we really probably about 10, 15 minutes talking about these Spider-Man Easter egg. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Principal Morita and the Howling Commandos. Yes, he's right. a descendant. Yeah, his his grandfather or something like that was part of the Howling Commandos. Yeah, did you guys pick up on it when you first? Yeah, no, he had all the memorabilia in the corner in his office. And I got this all from comicbook.com. Just give them the credit. Diehard Marvel Cinematic Universe fans will quickly recognize Kenneth Cho, Choi from his role in another one of the franchise's films. While he plays a Midtown High School principal in the new movie in Captain America, the first Avenger, he was cast as Private James Morita. Yes. A soldier who wound up fighting alongside Star Spangled Hero as a howling commando in World War II. The principal is his grandson. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's how they did it. So very cool. So that's the first one. Is this guy an important figure? No, but the howling commandos are, they've always been around. They were actually Nick Fury's. Oh, okay. Uh, squad. Okay. So it used to be Sergeant Fury and his howling, howling commandos. But for First Avenger, it made sense to have Dum Dum and all those guys there. Gotcha. What'd you call me? Dum Dum <laughs> Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about Aaron Davis and Miles Morales? You guys picked up on this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. In the ultimate run of Marvel Comics, Aaron Davis is not only the burglar known as the Prowler, yes. but also the uncle of Miles Morales, the young kid who becomes Spider-Man following the death of Peter Parker. Okay, while we don't know if we'll ever get to actually see this incarnation of the wall crawler in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the reference in Spider-Man Homecoming essentially confirms that he is around and potentially poised for great things in a city made safer by costumed heroes. Donald Glover was Aaron Davis, mm-hmm. yeah. and his nephew he was talking about was Miles Morales. These are probably not even that good of Easter eggs, right? Now, no, they're great because... I like that one. Yeah, yeah, Easter yeah. eggs are, that's what they're for. They they may seem insignificant, but these are all cool. Man. I would like Prowler to show up in a film. But maybe Donald Glover will become that. Yeah. Anyways. We, could, we might get that. You think so? I think so. I think Donald Glover is going to have a bigger role in the next film. They set oh, him up sure. on yeah, this one, then, right? Then we're going to get, yeah, we'll get that. And he was yeah. great. The little scenes that he was in, he was mm-hmm. great. I mean, it, you know, go on. I mean, I was just about to Oh, no, no, please. No, no, please. Go ahead. I want to get you. I want to definitely get your perspective on all these things with Spider-Man because I know you're such a big fan. Okay, well, this is going to be mad spoilers, but <laughs> uh, you know, if there's going to be any sort of a villain team up with, like, at the end, Vulture meets another character who will eventually become Scorpion, and if Spider-Man has to face all these villains, he's going to need some kind of help, and I think that it would yes. be ideal to bring in other characters that can help Spider-Man in the way that Iron Man did, kind of in this movie, but. Uh, you know, characters that we, you know, might not have the chance to see in other movies other than a Spider-Man film. Gotcha. And like, I, like, who are you the, thinking about? Well, I, I'm just saying the, the Prowler fits that bill. Okay, so, know, the, so I asked this question to Alessia. So the Prowler can be one of those anti-heroes where he can team up with Spider-Man to go against these guys. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because it'll become 
it, instead of us fighting each other, there's something that can wipe us both out. We have to fight that. I just can't see Donald Glover being that guy, man. He's so chill and laid back. And just so <laughs> you know what, dude? Assuming. Hollywood could turn people into anything, man. Mm-hmm. Ha- yeah. Paul Rudd is Ant Man, and even though that's Ant- true, is, <laughs> that's true, and he even though it. he's he got like a banter going, he's a hero. Like he's doing some no, parkour right. shit, right. And jumping all over stuff. I would love it. I would love to see Donald Glover in that role. Yeah, man. and to see Paul Rudd doing some of those stunts, you're like, okay, I'm okay. Yeah, with that. <laughs> yeah that's so yeah, I could see Donald Glover getting a little crossfit regime going and and if, if that's the case your your theory adam is probably 100 percent right because they wouldn't just have donald glover in this film and just give him five minutes for five minutes yeah no, dude it's donald glover yeah he's yeah. yeah so i think you're you're dead on on that one cool all right, right so on. the next one i got here is iron man i mean the iron spider and the press conference so the new spider-man suit designed by tony stark doesn't really look anything like the iron spider costume in the comics Mm-mm. but the scenario is almost identical otherwise and clearly a direct reference. It's worth noting that Spider-Man Homecoming also makes a smart choice in the way in which he decides to end its story, not only because how much the public reveal would have pissed off fans, but also because of the way it mirrors the end of the first Iron Man, which concluded with Tony Stark telling reporters about that specialized armor, and he is Iron Man. So mm-hmm. from what I know about the Iron Spider, this is the one, and Johnny Grasso was giving me the, the uh, 101 on this, like the rundown. The rundown. The, uh, the cliff notes on this. It's a badass looking Spider-Man costume that's black and gold. Is that true? I think it's red and gold. Yeah. Red and gold? Okay, yeah, red, red and gold. And like but it, it doesn't look anything like what we saw. No. No, 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 no. no. But essentially, that is going to be the suit that he goes up in space. Yes. With. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So this was kind of like a foreshadowing of that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in Infinity Wars, we'll see this. Well, yeah, he's going to need something a little bit more powerful to help him out. Even though innately Spider-Man is a powerful guy, like he's a lot stronger than the comics, than, than people perceive him. He's almost as strong as some of the stronger characters. Yeah, in the he universe. holds back a lot. Uh, we, we were watching Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, last couple nights ago, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So question with people that are into Spider-Man, like you, Adam, and Les, and I love Spider-Man. What is your take on having the web slinger and the webs come out of the machines instead of the actual physical wrists. wrists go ahead adam you can go first on this one i prefer the uh web shooters the machine that okay. he invents because one it represents peter parker's genius yes two it helps to make his story interesting when he's in fights and things like in the amazing spider-man there's a part where the lizard smack grabs his wrist and smashes it and so he's there he's limited and he has to get more creative in order to be the villain and i think that's something that makes spider-man really interesting and also i just like it in the movies because that's how it is in the comic um but with that when i saw the first spider-man movie i did not have a problem with the organic web shooters i was that look kind of creepy though that was a little weird it was weird weird, but (laughs) they pulled it off right Mm -hmm. yeah and adam basically said everything i was going to say that the, the the web shooters showcase something else about peter parker which is he is a genius right like he is one of the smartest people in the marvel universe and i don't think they really showed that as much in oh, well they did because he's in all the he's he's basically that's the only reason they would kick him out of school because he's like the a best genius. student he's, right. he's oh i guess they did that's so right that's even right. when he's walking around he can lie about the stark internship because he's that damn brilliant. and, and he, he doesn't have to show up 
to, to, to the decathlon. Yeah, he, he, he could be off the team, yeah. come back. Yeah, like the team's like, yeah, he, yeah. he's the uh, he's privileged in that way. Whereas you know, an athlete would be like, you know, Randy Moss almost never had to show up to practice, but he went to high school. His games and he dropped you know three hundred forty <laughs> yards on right. everyone exactly. in high school. So that's all true. But Tony Stark handing him uh, costumes all the time does not help show peter parker's genius and no, yeah and you're what right you about think, think about that that's what i was thinking oh, is, is, i, I severely dislike the suit at the end of the movie uh i think that it's like a really contrived design like mashup between the iron spider and the ben riley outfit and it bothers me yes. the gold doesn't work right for me with the red and blue i, I i'm personally I just think that the red and blue Spider-Man costume is the best superhero costume. Yeah, it's Pure. iconic. Iconic. Yes. And I think that what we saw at the end of the movie was like too much, like just overdone. Uh, I would prefer to have just seen like a real life version of the Iron Spider actually than what we got at the end of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. I mean, if you think about it in the comics spider-man the suit really isn't anything it's just a suit it's just exactly it's like it's a onesie and that's it the web shooters are a big deal his intellect his just him being peter you know being spider-man and embracing that is what the hero is all about he's essentially become iron spider iron man right with yeah well but you start taking it up talking to talking yeah you start teching it up and like adding all these things and turning it into this yeah, battle mode, this and that. But Spider-Man has always had to learn how to fight bigger, stronger villains than him and just come through it with nothing right. other than his spider powers. What did uh, you, you think about Karen? Okay, so I was going to say what I prefer they do is just let him have the red and blue suit. And if he wants to make his own upgrades, that sounds good. Okay. Tony Stark needs to stop giving him suit. But with the thing with Karen... At first, I was like, oh, this is a little too Iron Man for me. But then when I like, you know, we got to know her better, I, I found myself really liking it. And it's a genius, genius way to do the thing that Spider-Man does best, which is talk to himself. <laughs> You're yes. right. You want well, to, to, to hear him a lot. Yeah. You're right. That's a great point, Adam. That's a very talk good point. To himself than any other superhero that I know of. And I mean, I was just watching the animated series from the uh, from the 90s the other day. Because uh, I've been on such a Spider-Man kick, and there's like a part where he's talking to the gargoyles on a building, and that 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 is just like the epitome of Spider-Man to me. And so the thing with Karen is like it lets him have that internal monologue without it actually being internal monologue, because that could get it. It, it could be hard to do convincingly. Yeah. yeah. On film. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's <laughs> almost like I think Johnny brought it up when he talked to you guys about Spider-Man. And we found we first found out that Boo doesn't it didn't appeal to him. But yeah, he's always breaking the fourth wall because he's always yeah. in the books. He's just like, hey, guys, just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man out here swinging along. And he's talking to you. He's talking to us. And he's like, oh, looks right. like I got to go down there and fight Goblin. And, and, and he it, jumps right in. And be, like, is it because of his the success of that character that they tried that with Deadpool? Deadpool I, does, I just know. I just think thing. Rob Liefeld was like, this is his that just happened to be his thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. know if like Rob Liefeld. He might have drew some inspiration off of Spider-Man. I, I think he totally did. In fact, I, I'm, I'm sure there are people there are people who would say that he's basically just Spider-Man with swords. Like that's that, that's uh, what that, okay. when, when I first looked at him before I got into his character. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Yeah, his suit is Ooh, similar. Is, yeah. I was like that is why I liked Deadpool. I was like, he looks just like Spider-Man, but he kicks a little bit more ass because he cuts people's heads off and stuff. 
what's interesting, what's really cool is the voice of Karen is Jennifer Connelly. Right. Yeah. The voice of Jarvis is Paul Bettany. Bettany. And they are married. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Which which so is very cool. It's man. like uh, Minnie and, and Mickey actually being yeah, married to each yeah. other. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't oh. actually know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, very interesting. And that's the little details that Marvel does. Yeah. Those yeah. are the kind of thing. Those are just some of the little Easter eggs. Is there anything else that I'm missing that you guys remember about the Easter eggs? Yeah. yeah it's referenced yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 33 when he has to lift the... The building off of him. Yes. These are, when he has to lift the concrete off of him, that vulture drops. Uh, yeah, I think what it is is in those in the book, he's trying to get something for Aunt May, right? Yeah, he's trying to get this serum for Aunt May because she's dying. And uh, Dr. Connors is helping him find the cure. And he's trapped under all of this heavy machinery after a battle with Dr. Octopus. And he spends like a good portion of the issue, issue 33, trapped under this machinery having this like internal monologue and basically working himself up to being able to be able to lift it up and it's all about like you know his fear of like letting aunt may die and all that stuff is very powerful it's one of my favorite issues of spider-man ever and i straight lost it when part of the movie happened especially because he like was in his homemade suit and he took the mask off and everything a lot of times i have problem with spider-man taking his mask off in the movies in like final battles and stuff but this moment like really hit home for me because like you realize that he's a kid you you see like the 15 year old kid there which you lose some of that when spider-man puts on the whole costume tom holland at that scene that he was amazing yeah his acting chops he was like yeah his acting chops came out i felt so bad for him he was Mm -hmm. so hopeless he nailed that i i totally agree with come on spider-man come on spider-man that was like sitting there in the theater like thinking it and then he started saying it I was like, come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. And he did it. He always does it. There you go. There's our week two of our Spider-Man breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fantastic. I hope everybody's seen it. And so we're not spoiling anything. And you are able to listen to this portion. But we're going to get into some Star Wars news real quick. So obviously D23 happened and there was some crazy Star Wars news. The first part is that there had some details on Star Wars Land, which is not called Star Wars Land anymore. It's called Star Wars the Galaxy's Edge. So so they confirmed that? They confirmed it. Oh, okay. It good. leaked, it got leaked yeah. because somebody found it in a code. Yeah. You see that? <laughs> yeah. Somebody found it in a code and Disney just said, fuck it, let's just release it. That's cool. So Galaxy Edge focuses on two major rides, allowing guests to lead their own adventures. The first is a battle between the Resistance and the First Order. And the second allows writers to take control of the Millennium Falcon. Did you get to see any of this, Adam? The models and the little video they had for it? I saw a little bit of it, but I, I didn't see the video, no. I okay, saw... so they have a video that kind of goes over the model. They made this beautiful model of the entire Galaxy's Edge park. It's so cool. They have a video that goes through every part of it, every land. And up and it's just great. You got to check it out. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I would definitely do that. Yeah. I saw some images of it. Yeah. It was the, they took the little stills of that little video. Guys, let me tell you, it's going to be unbelievable. And if you've gone to Harry Potter World or Harry Potter Land or whatever they call it, they say that this is just going to trump that. Yeah. Everything's going to be immersive. Yeah. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Just. It's just going to be unbelievable. <laughs> I can't imagine how crowded they're saying. That the lines for the two rides might up to be up to five hours. Mm-hmm. They're already projecting that. That's fucking shitty. 
Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I just want to, I'll walk around and, and look at everything and just be in awe for a while before I go on a ride, I guess. I don't want to wait five hours for a fucking ride. I'll wait a couple months. It'll be all right. But it's going to be just unbelievable. So if you haven't seen that, definitely go on. I know makingstarwars.net, they have an article up about it. Kind of breaks that whole thing down. So check that out. And I guarantee you Rogue One and Blue Harvest are going to be doing special shows specifically on those two. So let's let's listen to the behind the scene reel. Let's do it. And let's talk about it. This thing was unbelievable. If you haven't seen this thing, you're probably crazy. Because it's all <laughs> over the internet. They're uh, actually going to be on Good Morning America tomorrow. The cast is. And they're oh, going to do a little cool. interview. So let's play a little sizzle reel. Everybody set. Three. Two. One. Action. Episode eight. Gosh. The first film didn't even have a number. Ryan has written a story that's unexpected but right. Some of the stuff that happens, people are going to be like, oh, my God. Even though I think I know it all, they throw things at me story-wise I never could have imagined. And even though everybody knows that it's the second in a trilogy, it feels like its own thing. Star Wars is so cool because there's all these creatures and all these amazing visual effects. But all the characters are also so complex. Ryan needs to work on his Wookiee sounds. <laughs> Ridiculous. New director. Can't even just learn a Wookiee sound. It feels like the storylines are becoming more established. We're really getting to know these new characters also with the characters that we know and love we're seeing their lives change everything is being shifted in an opposite way to what the audience expected after seven ryan's made star wars fresh and new it'll be a little shocking but I'm hoping it'll feel real and honest it's our most ancient story of good against evil told in the most fascinating way but it has a real spiritual depth to it it's about family and that's what's so powerful about it unbelievable behind the scenes sizzle reel and i think this is becoming a tradition now is that they're they're putting out a trailer mm -hmm. and then a sizzle reel for the next con and then something else a couple cons after that yeah so we're getting that what is i'm going to go to each one of you what would you rather have a minute and a half trailer or a two minute three minute sizzle reel 
Boo, your first trailer all, all the way. Really, trailer all the way. I, I I understand the appeal for the scissor reel, and I do admit it is cool to see. And, you know, seeing all the behind the scenes stuff, seeing people's interviews, you know, it get, does get you really excited. You know, seeing the practical effects, which I love, you know, seeing that they're actually at these places, not all just, you know, green screen is amazing. It really is. But I want to see more of the movie. People, people, especially these days are getting burnt out on trailers and teasers because they feel that it gives away too much of the movie in trailers. Yeah. I don't feel that way. way? Like when the synopsis came out, you could have told me the entire for uh, The Force Awakens when that came out, you could have told me the entire movie. And I still would have been super duper excited okay. to go see it. So that's that's the way I feel. Show me as much as you possibly can is the way. But I, but I think. as a trailer, yeah. Okay, yeah. Last, what what do you think? Well, you asked if we wanted one or the other. Yeah, which one? I'm gonna jack it up and say I, I kind of like them both, but I prefer super <laughs> real. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. It, it, just because it shows other things, mm. the trailer will show you what we're gonna get, which is. You're looking at a finished product right there. You're looking at right. a cut scene. You know, okay, let's cut this together. Let's put this out as a trailer. But the sizzle reel shows like the moments, like the camaraderie. So it will show you some of the scenes mm-hmm. being shot that are in the trailer. Yeah. And it'll show you like some, some bloopers, you know, a little maybe an intimate moment between the director and the actors in the scene. I, I like that kind of stuff where you see, okay, they, they're all bonded here. It doesn't look, I mean, they could probably all hate each other. <laughs> you don't really know, but what they put there just shows that they're having fun. They look like a family. They're, they're doing. Yeah, what do you think, Adam? I mean, I really agree with a lot of things that have been already been said. But, you know, Hollywood seems to have such an addiction with giving us content before they put a film out that I'm kind of okay with the sizzle reel just because it's, uh, you know, a chance to get a different form of the content where it's like so easy for them to put too much into a trailer at times and, and, and show too much of their hand that like, I would, I like getting things that aren't quite as obvious. Um, yeah. and if they, if they show us something, then I guess I would, I would rather see behind the scenes stuff because I do like that sort of thing. You know, <laughs> uh, like what Les was saying with like, uh, the intimate moments between directors and actors, like documentary sort of style. I like seeing that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I like the sizzle reel. Poor Boo's by himself on this one. So the reason I like the sizzle reel is because I only, okay, I only want to see a sizzle reel after a teaser. Okay? Like we we got at yeah. the celebration. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing the sizzle reel because I can start looking at the sizzle reel and try to find out little pieces of things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, right. uh, is he holding this? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Benedito del Toro is wearing a headband. What does a headband mean? You know, stuff right. like that. And like Les said, the camaraderie, seeing them interact with each other and, and they look like a tight family, banter back and forth. I think it's, it's fantastic. It's great. And I like watching the film and going, oh, yeah, that's the part. Because remember in Rogue One, when they did the sizzle reel, they had Jin Erso getting splashed with water and wind and mm-hmm. she's struggling. And when I was watching right. the film, I was like, what part is that going to be? And then when I saw it, I was like, that's that part. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely love the sizzle reel. Now, what did you guys think about this is real what was your the highlight what what did you take away from it? adam you want to go first sure my big takeaway from the whole thing was just wow this really feels like new star wars you know i was i i was in love with the force awakens and it, despite everything that has already been said about how it's a retread of things that we've seen before it felt fresh to me 
And I, I, I love that movie for that reason. And this feels like that taken up to like 11, maybe 12 or 13. Like <laughs> it, it, it looks so new and so different, but it also feels familiar in that, you know, it's Star Wars and I know that it's Star Wars. It doesn't, it doesn't like break any boundaries or anything like that as far as what I know as Star Wars. So. Sure. That's my big takeaway from it. I, it. It's just very exciting, like all of the new creatures and, and all the new costumes. I'm all about the character designs and stuff like that. And my highlight is the shot that we get of helmeted Kylo Ren standing in a First Order hallway. Oh. I'm, that helmet, I love that design, and I want him to wear it more. So. Yeah, that, that is, <laughs> I, I saw him wearing it. Oh, there's the helmet. There's the fucking mm-hmm. helmet. What'd you yeah. think, bro? My biggest takeaway was uh, being able to see more of the casino planet. I forgot what it's called. I forgot to. I thought I, I've, I've really ex- or something like that. Something no. like that. I'm, I'm really excited to see that, see that and, uh, and see how, you know, extravagant and how they portray that. So that was really cool to see. And then my favorite actual shot was seeing Ray running. I, I don't know if, I don't know if she was, no, she probably wasn't running slowly. It probably put it in slow-mo where you see her and the camera's right in front of her oh, and she's yeah. running with the lightsaber on, uh, too yeah i was like holy shit that's gonna be fucking this awesome be yeah bad. yeah so so uh yeah so that was cool how about you yes one thing for me it made me feel a little nostalgic to see the sizzle reel because of when we were kids that was like a show like it was called behind the scenes or was it lights <laughs> camera action remember yeah. that yeah, yeah 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 so those things were i mean that was like a thing like they would show yeah, how these that were was made. A big thing yeah and even for star wars so just like adam said that made me feel like it was new star wars I felt like I was seven. I felt like I was, you know, 12 years old again. Like, awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching them make these things again. And my favorite part was the the, the uh, scenes of the sword play for the oh, lightsaber. So to see, play. Yes, I do. Huh? So to see uh, <laughs> the Kylo, where Kylo's battling a couple people, uh, where Adam Driver's doing a couple of uh, choreographed moves with his saber, and then to see the one where Ray swings hers overhead and blocks like the three at three yeah three at the same time so all i'm thinking in my head is is like okay i just like choreographed my own move of her in full jedi gear lightsaber quick block of three and then just with the force going bam bam and guess i guess who those three are probably gonna be those are gonna be the knights of ren Mm -hmm. yeah and can you imagine her doing that and then just like a quick karate style force jab boom send two one way send two the other way and then just square back up and i'm like oh shit <laughs> I was so badass. It was so badass. It was so badass. And I, what I took away from it is what Adam said. The characters felt like old Star Wars, New Hope Star Wars. Mm. The, the crazy looking characters and that amazing snow wolf or whatever that thing was. The oh, little, yeah, that was pretty cool. The little yeah, wolf looking thing was so oh, yeah, badass. They the animals, oh, oh, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So fucking it, yeah, it, it, it looks like it actually kind of like, thing. Yeah. Yeah. like it has ice. Ice has tingles like or something. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, and they're jumping about. in water, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And mm-hmm. the, the, the casino looked super oh, cool. Oh, man. What was surprised that they showed on the sizzle reel was the handing over of the lightsaber. The actual grabbing it from Luke and him staring at it. I didn't yeah. think they were going to show that. That's a big That's a big scene. thing, yeah. I mean, we yeah. left off with that cliffhanger, yeah. and they showed it in the sizzle reel mm-hmm. of him grabbing it and looking down on it, which I couldn't believe they did. And he's yeah. going to say, this isn't mine. Yeah. Who, well, yeah. Who's <laughs> this? Yeah. This is a knockoff. Yeah. Where'd you get this? Where'd, where'd you get this? eBay? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the uh, letter of authenticity? Yeah. 
I just I loved it. It looks amazing, man. Chewbacca looks great. Chewbacca's doing he's got his hair in rollers. Mm-hmm. That was fucking great. <laughs> uh it's a it's a rap was awesome. Oh, that it's was cool to end it. Yeah. So so Akbar's gonna be in it, obviously. Yeah. Right. And I love seeing him in DCL Del Toro, finally. Mm-hmm. And Laura Dern looks amazing. Yep. This yeah. is going to be, and obviously Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yes. just I mean, scary, seeing yeah. her speak, seeing mm-hmm. her as the general, it's just going to be. I mean, there's not going to be a, a dry eye in the theater, man. Mm-mm. I cannot fucking wait for this. I was surprised to tell you the truth that they didn't have Ron Howard and some of the cast members come out and do a little mini. Don't worry, everything is okay. Panel. For oh, for for the Han Solo. Yeah, just come ah, out and true. just you know calm, calm down, people. Down everything, yeah. Here's mm-hmm. a little scene. Holy shit! Look, it it's looks amazing. amazing. Yeah. And that would have just <laughs> cut everything out. I mean, I mean that would have been done. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised because they're not going to be at uh, Comic Con. Nope. No. So, right. so they literally skipped all the cons. There's not going to be another con until the film's out, right? N- nothing important. No. no, I don't think so. They skipped all the cons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is crazy. So I'm very surprised they didn't have that. But I'm very excited. From this sizzle reel. Can't wait for the next trailer. And seeing Kylo in his helmet again. Yep. And seeing that great gentleman haircut that Hux has. Hey, you noticed something about Boyega. Yeah, John Boyega went to the black barber shop. That's right. Uh, a little line in <laughs> his hair, man. Uh, a little fade and lineup. I loved it, dude. Uh, <laughs> they probably had a light little mini the lightsaber and trimmed him up. This is a precision cut, bro. I need you to sit still real quick. Yeah, yeah don't move. <laughs> they even showed when his chamber, his, his medical chamber. Yeah, yeah, opens. like his, his, his half, pod. Half, half back to tank. Yeah, his, yeah up, exactly. Yeah. So they showed a lot. Yeah. And I love Ryan Johnson, and we have special feelings yes. towards him. Anybody yes. that went to Celebration has special feelings mm-hmm. towards that man. We love that man. So hope, I'm hoping and praying that it does. That's going to do well, but I'm hoping and praying people love it. Mm-hmm. Because this does look different, Adam. You're absolutely right. They talked about I saw a little glimpse of that Good Morning America interview tomorrow. The interviewer, I don't know if they accidentally leaked this. Ooh. The interviewer said something about gray. And Daisy Whitley jumped on it and said, there's a lot of gray in this film. A lot of gray area in this film. The interviewer said, you like a gray Jedi or something? Oh. And they said, and they looked at each other and they all said, yeah, kind of like, you know, a gray area of, of being a Jedi. Maybe that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to find out what the gray area is and if, where you can straddle that line to be a Jedi, a good oh. Jedi or a bad Jedi. Yeah. And this is what Luke maybe is struggling with. That's that's what I think he is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he's he not he's transcended Ooh. being just a normal Jedi. He's just one for the force. Yeah. Yeah, right. we'll we'll find that out. What do you think, Adam? And this is a big question. Is going to be the big reveal on this one? Is it that the Jedi are all bullshit? You know, they keep talking about balance in the Force, balance in the Force, and and the Jedi. I was thinking about this the other day. The Jedi wanted the Sith gone. Yes, right. How is that? If you're going to kill the Sith off, mm-hmm. how is that balance in the Force? Yeah. Or you kill the dark side off. There is no balance. Mm-hmm. No, but that that bit of it always being a constant tug that just makes it. Yeah, but if, if the light side, side always, if, if the light side is is going to take out the dark side, and I think this is where that gray area comes on. Mm-hmm. A, a Jedi that has dark and has light, and it becomes right. in, is a middle is in the middle. So right. that that's I think that's what we're gonna get. I'm glad that you said something because I don't really have a lot to say about what I think the reveal is going to be because like Infinity War, I don't really know what to expect. And that's how it was for me with The Force Awakens. And I think I want to keep it that way for The Last Jedi. And I haven't been speculating too much about this one. So, But I think that everything that you've said there makes a lot of sense. Um, 
because you're right that how can there be balance in the force if the only, you know, force users are on one side? Right. So I, I think that in some way the Jedi have to change, maybe not go away altogether like Luke is saying at the end of the, the trailer. Because I also think that a Jedi is just too popular a word for Disney to give up. Um, exactly. Too popular, yeah. exactly. And they have the patent rights to it. So. Yes, they do. Exactly. You know. Why would they get rid of Why that? would they? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. We're not going to call it Jedi anymore. Yeah. So I, I don't forget about all those shirts. <laughs> I think we're going to get new rules rather than a new name. Exactly. So there you go, guys. Watch it over and over and over again. Hopefully we get a trailer sometime in the near future. And they will see a ghost blue version of Yoda at the end of oh, it. Oh, that'd be great. And everybody oh, will go ape shit. I would shit myself. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, remember, Frank Oz was on set. Uh-huh. He That's was right. on set. So there you go. There's your Star Wars. Now, let's get into what everybody's been waiting for. <sighs> If you are a fan of Game of Thrones, please, and you've watched the first episode, please listen. If you are a fan of Game of Thrones and haven't watched the first episode, we're going to spoil it. So please forward a good, I don't know, just forward it to where you hear us not talk about it. <laughs> but we're going to spoil the shit out of it. And we're going to talk a little Game of Thrones right now. Okay, guys, we just saw it. And I thought it was fantastic. Yes. I'm going to give it a Sithless seal of approval mm -hmm. if all three of us ask adam too to get in on this if we all give it thumbs up major major thumbs okay up. so thumbs up for you less yes so, thumbs up for you boo. oh yeah adam strong thumbs up strong thumbs up for Atta me boy. as well so that is the sith list seal of approval we are stamping it because we love this episode let's talk about the intro scene oh a cold open too. We don't a cold yeah. open. We don't get yeah. the that's, wiener, that's wiener, 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 wiener. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was a cold open for sure. Yeah, go ahead, Adam. I was gonna say that's part of what threw me off because we discussed the episode just a little bit before we started recording, and yeah. I, I was saying that I was kind of thrown off because I was like, this feels like something I've seen before, but it also felt unfamiliar in a way, and that's because we don't normally get a cold open with no. this show. Let's I, I think the first, the very first episode, we got a cold open. Yeah, yeah, because you see the guys, you, you yes. see the Night's Watch out in the snow, right. and they see the White Walker for the first time. And yes. Then, and then they run, one of yeah. them runs away. So I away. think that one, I think the first episode of every season is a cold open. Oh, really? I, I Maybe think. Right. No, like you said, though, Adam, it, we're watching this, and I'm like, what the hell, dude? We I thought, just, it, was, I thought it was backstory. What? And it, yeah, and, and e Raj goes, what's this? And, and Carl was like, oh, it's a little bit of backstory. It is <laughs> scenes going on, and yeah, I thought know. they were breaking bad us. I mean, they're going backwards. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, all right, we'll get this. So the scenes going on, and then you know, let's toast again. You know, yeah, make sure you drink your wine. Tea party, everyone, drink your wine. Yes, and then, enjoy that shit. Yeah, so Walter Frey. Yeah, and yes. then Lord Walter is, gives the weird look, and then I'm going, why did he drink it? And I'm thinking, man, why, wait, why didn't he drink it? Well, I said it from the start. I said, oh, that's poison and not wine. Yeah, no, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but then we didn't understand no, what no. was coming. And then when he start, they start cheering again about taking out the Starks. And he's all, and he says, 
You stabbed a pregnant woman with the baby still in her belly. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. That's Arya. Well, before that, like, I, I thought. Someone's, I, that's not him. Before dude. that, I thought Walder Frey was killing all of the Freys there so he that no one can take over. That's what I thought. And, yeah. And do what they did with the Ironborn. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. So I thought that was his mindset. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, wait, wait. Oh. Arya just killed him last season. Yeah, yeah, we saw. So okay, so I was race. like, okay, yeah, maybe this happened throw. just after. I don't know what, what the point is, mm-hmm. but go ahead. No, and then right when she says the whole thing about you, you murdered the mother of a pregnant woman. You killed with the baby still inside her, and a mother of five, and they're all like, yeah. And I'm like, and then I pointed real quick, and I looked at Arad like ah, like that, and he goes, oh shit, and we're like, oh shit, and they they start choking, and then she rips, yeah, oh, she man. pulls the face off, and Arad, I heard you whisper. Faceless men. I said, like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's Arya. It's fucking Arya. It's Arya. Holy oh, shit. Dude, right when he shit. told his wife, one of his young. He's like, I won't waste wine won't on waste a girl wine. like you. Yeah, yeah, a woman, yeah. I said, okay. Yeah, it's got to be something's up. What'd you think about that That open, Adam? It was pretty wild. I Like I said, I was thrown off by it, and I thought it was a pretty good way to start off the episode for sure. But I did. I, it, I'm surprised it took me as long as it did to catch on. But once he started uh, saying the thing of like, like Les said about calling that act brave, yes. he, was, he was saying that it was brave to have, you know, killed the woman with the pregnant, uh, who was pregnant and all of that. Uh, I was like, this is not right. This is not him. Yeah, and they were cheering it on. And I'm like, why are they? Yeah. I would have been like, what the hell did you just say? But if you notice, <laughs> yeah. they, they cheered him on. And then all of a sudden, they, uh, they're, they're like, like, wait, the why the fuck, the fuck would he say about? that? Yeah, yeah. Why did he say that? They kind of slowed down. Oh, what an opening, my God. And then, and then what she says. Tell them the North remembers. Tell them winter came for House Frey. Oh, well, my she said sh- winter came for the phrase. Oh, winter came for the phrase. For the phrase. For the phrase. And, uh, and the North remembers. And when someone asks, yeah, the North remembers. Oh, my Which completely, God. completely ties up everything now. Because when you think about it, was it two seasons ago, the Red Wedding happened, right? Two or three, two yeah. or three seasons ago, yeah. They really never, you know. You think when uh, the next scene is of Tywin throwing the sheath of ice into the fire and melting ice down, which is a great sort of the house start. Mm-hmm. So it was effectively wiping them out, right? But then the quote is, "You leave a wolf, you leave one wolf from the pack, or whatever. The, and, you leave one wolf, and the sheep are never safe. Yeah, the sheep are never safe, and there it is. It all and came. didn't Tyrion tell them and warn them the North will never forget this. Never, yeah, we'll come yeah. back. Yeah, the North will never forget this, and yeah, it. Oof, yeah, wow, awesome. Yes. From there, we see all kinds of different things. They, mm-hmm. they, what I liked about this episode is they went like they do every episode and they do great. They pretty much give you information on all the major characters. Yeah, it's and it's they a, do it well. Yeah, it's a major jumping off point for yeah. the entire season. Yes, yeah, some some shows show you a bit and then they lead on with the first episode. They say this is what everybody's doing. And here's here's all the here's their the storyline for everybody. They do it a great job. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, and well, we, well, it is a point of view story, so it's mm-hmm. always going to be from their points of view. So that, yeah, just for them to go to different ones and hit everything, and for us to just be like, okay, this is cool. Now we see what's going on. We're, you know, you get all these different plot points that are set up, and now it's all flowing forward. Mm-hmm. Now we still haven't gotten all of them yet. Not yet. No, no, no not, not yet. But it's right. so a bunch of them. Lannisters. Obviously, we see what's happening with them. The Ironborn are coming in. Mm-hmm. He wants to set her up as be the wife. So what is he going to go get for them? I the, have a theory. The you have a theory. The Adam, I'm going to get your... What's that? The uncle of the Greyjoys, you mean. Euron. 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 Yes. The Greyjoys. Yeah. Greyjoys, yeah. Yeah. 
what right. is your, yeah what do you think i'll go with you first boon then adam and what do you think he's going to bring back that she is going to be so wowed by so my my initial my initial reaction was i think he's going to bring Tyrion back i demand a trial by combat as a trophy but you guys are saying that he's going to get a dragon whistle and bring a dragon back i don't think so right okay. i don't think so because the night king has to take a dragon He's going to kill one and bring it back as a zombie one. Uh, she has to keep the the big one, uh, uh, Drogon. Drogon, and then there's the other one. So it's Rago, Drogon, and Viserys. Yes. So I'm not sure if he's going to be able to bring one back. And that's a ballsy. I think that's ballsier than bringing Tyrion. Oh, back. yeah, that is. That, if he does that, holy shit. She, yeah. Yeah, she better uh, marry him right there. So that's why I think it's Tyrion because it's still big. But it's not dragon big. Yo, Adam, what do you think, buddy? God, I don't know. I'm so new to the Game of Thrones thing that it's kind of hard for me to say. I'll go with what Boo said. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so new to all of it. So it's hard for me to know like what sort of things are really significant. Especially because a lot of the times when I've been watching the show, I'm also working. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's so, it is tough to binge watch Game of Thrones just because there's so many different dynamics going on. Yeah, yeah, and you have to – it actually – giving yourself a week to digest it actually helps. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I, I totally understand. I will definitely say as someone who's new to the show, I mean, what am I, like six years late to the party? Yes. Or yeah. something it's like never that. too late, but yeah. <laughs> I, really, I actually really appreciate the like sprawling nature of it because uh, I see a lot of – you know, George R. 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 Martin, jeez, is uh, a big comic book fan. You know, I, I know that he like used to write into Marvel and get yes, his, his published in like Fantastic Four comics and things like this. He was a huge Fantastic Four fan. And I That's see cool. a lot of the um, similarities in the like sprawling nature of like a, a comic book universe, like the Marvel universe in in Game of Thrones. And so for, for that, I really appreciate the shows. But it's like so much for me to keep up with. I, I'm trying to keep Marvel and Star Wars straight in my head, like on a day adding Game of Thrones to that makes it a lot more complicated. I still get confused and I've been watching it since day one. The thing about Euron Greyjoy is that I did not like his outfit. Ah, uh, yeah, that was it, not it looked like right. way too uh, real life normal yeah. world. Yeah, he yeah. looked like he was wearing jeans and a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. he looked like he was going to some kind of like uh, nightclub or something. Nightclub, yeah. Just... Balls on that guy talking shit on Jane. Oh, ball. That, yeah. that bench was face, awesome. Two hands. I got two hands I got still. Two hands. What a motherfucker. Yeah. He should have killed him right there. <laughs> he should have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he could, though. Oh, he's not that good with, with his left hand. No, he is. He battled. He did that. Yeah, but, yeah but, but he's not. He's, he's not. He's not what he used to be anymore. Oh, yeah, 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 but he's still. He's still up there. But he's not. Uh, Adam, where he was. I wanted to bring yeah. something up. George R. R. Martin has a deeper connection to Marvel than writing in. Uh, oh, I don't know the full details of this fact, but I think there is Lila Cheney's backup band. Oh, yes. Is uh huh. It's a band he wrote in another story. In oh, another I, one of his short stories. That band is also her backup band. Why did you do that? Like that was the next question for our trivia again against him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the rematch. <laughs> I don't yes. remember the It's something like something cat or the cat something. But yes, uh -huh. there, uh, it's something like that. Yes, no, that. Cat. Yeah. Oh, so um, it's right there on the tip of my tongue. But God damn yeah. it. Yeah. 
So yeah, he has a much, much deeper cool. and he actually wrote for Marvel Hit too. Stephen King wrote I, for I believe movie. that. I believe that. Yeah, well they, he should write wrote. for himself and get this. Yeah, he should get those done, damn yeah, books for Christ's sake. <laughs> put the pizzas down, buddy. Oh yeah. my god. Jiminy crickets. To put to take off the beret <laughs> and take off the beret and George. do some work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about Khaleesi? Oh yeah. I, I, I like how they Daenerys. saved her. I, I like how they saved her for the end. I like how they, you know, you see her it's because, beautiful. yeah, because you, you know what she's doing already. She's going for Dragonstone. She's going to the island. So everybody knows where she's Ollie, you were right. Ollie, Wait, our boy right. Ollie. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yes, yes, Ollie was Shut right. Yeah. on that one. Yeah, so and to actually see her get there and be back home and touch the sand and get into the whole room. And the thing that I liked most, she did not sit in the chair. Or on, or on the throne. Not this episode. She did not. Well, no, no, no. No, but, you know. she's just passing through, man. No, I know that. That's but right. Still, yeah, that's no, but I saw thing. a picture of her sitting on the No, 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 no. She will sit yeah, on okay. it. She will sit on it. But she's getting down to business. That's right. Yeah. I want to sit on the Iron Throne. Yeah, let's This Dragonstone throne is, that's great. It's, it'll be a nice chair. But my main goal is the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fucking awesome. How cool was and the she's design like, of that fucking Oh, that room. chair? And, and, oh, the war room. She's like. Yeah, uh, shall we begin? I was like, oh my god! And then it ended. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't talk about her lips because you usually talk about her lips for an hour and a half. Yeah, there, there's, there's there's more there weren't that many close-up shots. She is. Well, there was one when she's on the boat. Yeah, those lips. Oh, right. don't 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 do that, I'm man. Sorry. Come on. Right, but but there was a lot of uh, push and pull going on. And one of the better scenes for me though was the hound is being redeemed. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, he's fantastic. So what, what we saw actor, from him being a cold-blooded. And he still is. Don't get get us wrong. Yeah, yeah, Don't get so me wrong here. Me he's best. still he. he but we saw heart from him with Arya. Yeah. That's what Arya, I'm saying. Yeah. So he had heart, and he's like, "Okay, girl, I'll take care of you." It was a reluctant kind of thing, girl. but it was also he had ulterior motives. Full circle comes back to the 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 uh, people he killed before he got jacked up by Brienne. Mm-hmm. He yeah, stabbed dude. that guy, stole the money, left him for dead. He almost died himself. He was brought back from the brink. They weren't, but he decided as he's being redeemed through them, he's decides what's, what's their play right now? Who? The Brothers Without Brotherhood Without Banners? Yeah, what's 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 their end goal here? They're gonna help fight the Night King also. How? Okay. There's like five of them. No, fire, they're bigger. Melts, they're, they're, ice, they're, they're, what you see are just the melts, main characters. Ice. They're bigger than that. Oh, okay. But uh the idea <laughs> the idea actually though was Beric Dondarian was sent to go kill the mount by Ned. Ah because Clegane was just going around marauding all over the place, and he he charged Dondarrion. You have to bring him in or kill him when you catch him. Mm-hmm. He never got that chance. Ned got you know Ned got beheaded, and all the mm-hmm. shit fucking went fucking from there, dude. So it went. Edder. So he just became. I'm just Edard. gonna do. And actually, if you think about it, he became. He's like a, a, a guerrilla force. Yeah, I'm just gonna do shit around here to fuck with people and mm-hmm. mess things up. I'll just hand out my own justice here and there. So yeah, that's their whole play. But they're gonna help fight. They gotta. Okay. They're gonna help join the battle because they know what's coming. Okay, yeah, that's good. And then, and then with the hound, the way he curses yeah. is it's like uh, having candy. He it says is so he says good. The C word really. Well. Oh, everything. Every uh-huh. curse word. I would he say has the C word, but my wife doesn't. Fantastic. Want me to say that yeah, I, I wouldn't do that one. Yeah, yeah. not on a recorded. No, for the love of God, no. <laughs> yeah, we call it the C word. Yeah, uh, yeah. The way he curses is just so good. I, 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 every time he curses, I love it. It's great. He's, yeah, he's a, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Great yeah, actor. no, he's just coarse. Oh, and just, <laughs> so he's gonna help talk out. to me. Yeah, and at the end, he's gonna sacrifice himself for someone. Yeah, well, he, maybe he, Arya he has, or someone. He has to finish his redemption, yeah. Yeah. which I think it leads to the battle of the 
the Kleganes. They're going to end okay. up fighting. I think. Yeah, he has to kill the hound or, or uh, the mountain because he, how he's, is that possible? It's like a dude's Frankenstein. He's but but that's his that's his ultimate revenge kind of thing. For he's, what happened to him? When yeah, he's he, always he hated his brother, and he's board. finally going to have a reason in order to finish his like his his it. journey and and uh, was it. Get, uh, get all his hatred out but, where, but i like this redemption thing that's going yeah, on with it him. Cool. it's not a full redemption where he's going to be like all happy and all that <laughs> stuff but he's seeing like okay i have to fix some of these things this is what i've left in my wake yeah he buries let me the try bodies. to you know let me just tighten up these loose ends because he yeah he's gone yeah he's, he's gone like wolverine somewhere. the hound is wolverine yeah. Yes. See, that's actually, very, you're right, Adam. He parallels. Good. Always bringing it back to Congress. Wow. He takes Kudos. care of a younger, a younger person. Mm-hmm. Wolverine is always the big brother or yep. like the mentor to young young. girls. It's not creepy at all. He's just, come on, kid. I'll show and you the road. He's ropes. always a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. No, he's always on edge. He's always ready to fight at mm-hmm. a moment's notice. Angry yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so that's them. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing from this episode? So we John, John and Sansa. Oh, I'm sorry. John, John, yeah, our two most important. John and Sansa <laughs> and Littlefinger. Yeah. Great. Littlefinger looking like Mr. Fantastic. Did you see his hair? Yes. Yes, with Bye, the gray streak. Yeah. Yeah. What is that all about? Uh, and it's, he, it's winter. That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and talk about another good actor. What a creepy oh, McCreeper that oh. is. Even his name Baelish. Yeah, is Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Uh, That's your guy, Emily. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she Emily loves him. Huh? Yeah. You know, he's great. Yeah. He's no, it's, it's so love. So his he's his play is he wants in on Sansa, obviously. And she yes. knows it. And she yeah. even said, "I know what he wants." But is is it a power play or it is is it a it's, a sexual play? It's both. It's, it's both. both. Let me tell you why it's it both, both. Because he was infatuated with her mother, so, uh, so he the next sees best thing. he sees her. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He sees was, Lady Stark. Yeah. Because I was wondering because he's you know he ran a whorehouse. He's been around you know women that can provide him with anything. So I was wondering, is it just only a power play or is it both sexual? No, he's always wanted the Tully. He he was. He grew up with them, yeah. and he was in love with Catelyn, mm-hmm. but he messed around with Lisa. Yes. Or Lysa. He messed around with her all the time. Like, mm-hmm. That was a side piece. So he was all up in the sisters. Yeah. He got beaten in a challenge by Brandon. Mm-hmm. Then he skulked away, became a merchant, master of coin, worked his way up through the business end to become... Littlefinger, Peter yes. Bailey, and by that time Ned had already taken. And then by that time, Brandon had already been cut down by the Mad King wife. Well, yes, yes, him. okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's fantastic. And then with uh, his, I, it's I can't say that it's manipulation with Sansa. He is in her, he is in her ear, but she is, she is taking what he says, and you know, uh, like she said, you know. I, you don't need to finish this conversation because I know the last thing you're going to say is to be something clever. She's like, I don't need that. Yeah. So, so she's taking what he says, but cutting out all the bullshit and all the fat and just taking what matters. Well, I think what it, I think is fantastic. I think she's doing that purposely. Yes. To, sh- to get him all riled up even more. Yeah. I, I think she's pl- obviously she's playing yeah, him she too. Has to, no, yeah. they're they're it's a back and forth. But I wouldn't doubt like if they the get together at the end level. of this. I wouldn't doubt uh, it. No, I don't happen. think so. I, I wouldn't doubt so. it. She is she is too smart and too cunning to uh, to have to do that to herself well not only that it she, gives, she's gonna figure out some way she's gonna have a power move how to play him yes 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 yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah she's definitely that, trying to play him mm-hmm. but maybe it's to her benefit to do to be with him i don't know 
it Bro. gives it, you right. don't want Peter That's Baelish in charge of anything. Anything. So oh, I don't. If he finds a way to get married to Sansa Stark. Mm. He can become trouble, the warden yeah. of the North. Yeah. And that is what you don't and, want. And that's what he wants this whole time. He wants just he wants the Iron Throne. Yes, yeah, he, does. he wants all of that. So he wants does, John out of the picture. He wants yeah. them all out of the picture. But yes, if he can get John out of the picture at first, yeah, we don't. He doesn't. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, Raj. But it just wouldn't. Sense is not that. I hope not. I don't want them to get no. together. Yeah, she can't fall like no, that. No, no, she wouldn't. And Sophie Turner is fantastic. Oh, she's a great actress. Yeah. Great actress. And then, I find um, very connected to Sansa Stark because she's also Jean Grey. Um, yes, she yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. She is. But I liked what she said uh, towards the end of her conversation with Jon Snow about how much she learned from Cersei. I thought that was really interesting. I think yeah. she's going to become a pretty important character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she learned all her cunning ways. You yes. know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the C word that I was going to use, guys. Cunning. cunning. Yeah. You, you guys have dirty oh, slippery slope. I was using use cunning. Cunning. Jeez. But no, she she definitely, uh, the little play between her and John, and I understand why she's saying more and stepping up more. She mm-hmm. did learn a lot. Being in, being held hostage in King's Landing for all that time, you you can't help but have things rub off on you. Yeah, and she then people need to listen to her. Yeah, yes, and, and she that wants is, to make that a point. And, and you know, what? I like that because it's a parallel to, I guess, times now. Or like, you know, you exactly. can take that yeah, where yeah. it's like, yeah. sit down, woman. We don't need to hear from you. But it's like, no, you may need to listen. It's yeah, not that bad. Speaking of that, how about the little one? Oh, she is. Every time she's on screen, oh, she is that little, amazing. That little, oh I yeah, want, I want to see her on a yeah. battlefield directing. You know, you know, a giant <laughs> battalion of motherfuckers and just dominating. You know, you know somebody else, somebody else's battle and be like, yeah, that I, I, I fucking won shit. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. And then uh, what is it? The going back to what the the interaction with Jon Snow and Sansa in the in the in that room. I think what she's she is still angry. She's still angry about what happened to her and 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 Ramsey and all that. That's why I think she wants the family, the families to lose what they had because she's still pissed. She wants full revenge. You 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 were with Ramsey, you're done. That's the way she sees it. And then and then John is like, no no no, we need. It's better to have. It's better to make allies than to make enemies. Yeah yeah. He's, so, so, well, so, he's sensible. He doesn't want to make the mistakes of everybody else. Exactly. Has. But, but exactly. she's not getting her full just desserts. Like Arya is actually getting to put her hands on the. Oh, people. but yeah, with her like, hands. Arya is yeah. actually getting to 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 serve it as yeah. cold as she can. Mm-hmm. So I can see why Sansa is a little upset. Adam, Adam, a question for you. Yes. Yeah. You being new to the show and Boo yeah. being new to the show, who's your favorite character? Who's the person for you that you want to see on screen constantly? Um. I don't know about who I want to see on screen constantly, but I find myself really drawn to uh, Brienne of Tarth. Oh, I because I, I and I think that's because really good guys are um, few and far between with the show. You know, there are so, <laughs> so many characters and, you know, the, the show is notorious for like, if you have a, a favorite character, they're inevitably going to get killed. So it's hard for me to pick a character. <laughs> To you be completely honest, because every every time I find myself liking someone, they they end up dying. A, a lot of the characters that I have liked have already died. So, like Ned Stark, I did not like. I I had no idea what I was getting myself into oh. with the first season and all that. And at the end of the first season, I was just like, I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. He, why? He's why? definitely one of my favorite characters. So yeah, Brienne of Tarth. I like Tyrion. 
I really like Tyrion uh, being on Daenerys' team because he makes what she's doing way more interesting for me. I think yeah. she's really, really boring. She, I feel like she takes forever to do stuff, and I feel like the first three seasons were mostly her like in a desert. Yeah, they they kind of prolong things and stretch that thing out for a while. She she is a she, linear character. She yeah. has her one thing throughout the entire show has been one right. goal. So yeah, exactly. so, so so you've known from the beginning what she's wanted, and it hasn't changed. Yeah, so having other characters in there to help help her story, yeah, is is very right. essential. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, but with that said, I I like everything else about the character. Like I love. I think Amelia Clark does a great job and I love like the design of her character, especially the outfit that she wore at the end of this episode. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I yeah, her, her, her outfits are amazing. It's got like dry. It's good. You can see like some scales and some stuff on it. I was like, yeah, that isn't that sick. like a Targaryen thing? Like that outfit, isn't that, I want to think that that's kind of like, maybe it is. Yeah, or like embracing her roots, but maybe yeah. I'm wrong. going back, she puts on an old outfit or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's, you're probably, you're probably right. I'm glad you're watching it, man. I'm glad that you're you're into it. I, it took Boo forever to do it. Now he's you now he has, you now both of you guys have to wait just like the oh, oh it is old folk. brutal now. Yeah, welcome to. I all. mean, I've been doing so much Game of Thrones work at HBO that I it 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 pretty much didn't make sense for me to not watch it. Like I was, it it really helped with the creative process because it's visually everything about the show, like the production value of it, off the charts, like. Oh. It, it's unbelievable. We it's watched, like watching a movie every episode. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, we watched Battle of the Bastards before we watched the premiere. Oh man, yeah. there were shots in on in that episode that I I literally like had my mouth open. Yeah, I totally forgot how beautiful they are and amazing. Yeah, amazing yeah. The shots are. Even the stills, the actual HBO Now that I was watching on, it froze a couple times, but it froze on these perfect, beautiful mm-hmm. stills that could have been paintings. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. just an amazing show. And I can understand it costs so much money for them to make every episode, but it's going to be right. a shame when it's gone. It really is. Don't say right. that. Don't say that. And two, <laughs> you know, in two years. Don't say that. Two years. And we'll get a prequel. Yeah, we have to. That has nothing to do with anybody. That uh, Hopefully, wanted. hopefully we will. The deep history and all those things, some Targaryen Just, stuff, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be cool. I yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Be more dragons. Oh, that'd be cool. That I will say. So I've never been like a huge fantasy guy, which is part of the reason why I was never um, really like sold on the show. Uh, like Game of, or I mean, sorry, uh, Lord of Lord of the Rings is something that like. You know, a lot of people assume that I'm into because I love everything else that there is geek. You know, I love comic books. I love Star Wars. I, I like Star Trek. It's not my favorite thing, but I can get into it. Sure. Lord of Things is one of those things that never really sold me. And I guess it's the high fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was always a little bit standoffish about it. But now that I've seen the show, there's like so it like that stuff alone is uh, few and far between like the, yes. the act fantasy elements of it the things like the dragons and the white walkers and the stone people and uh you know like the smoke monster comes out of a vagina (laughs) (laughs) yeah all of the different magic and stuff (laughs) and i actually find myself wanting more uh fantasy things like that so that's uh, cool pretty cool with more dragons and things like that i i I would definitely be into yeah i'm the same boat as you i'm not a high fantasy guy at all i mean lord of the rings films i Loved them. I read a couple of the books. I thought they were great, but I'm not like crazy into it where I can recite 
you know, elvish poems and shit. (laughs) But this is at a level where it's just a great, great piece of production. Mm -hmm. And you can't deny that. I mean, and I don't know how the hell you, you fit all of these characters onto a show and explain every one of their stories and make it all work. They're just geniuses over there where you work, buddy. Yeah. No kidding. Let them know that we appreciate them. Yes, yes. Give them, give them a pat on the back. Except for those, except the, for those cease and dismiss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh. t- and tell them that we did cease and we did dismiss. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you can finagle some permission out of them. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not worth it. Definitely not worth it. Dude. Yeah, pull some strings, you know. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> you get a little do. something done for us. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so, are we missing anything from this episode? Ed oh, we Sheeran. missed Ed Sheeran. We didn't talk about oh, Ed. Sheeran. That's right. Ed Sheeran was out there. Yes, Ed Sheeran. I don't even know the guy. I don't even know his songs, but I know yeah. who he. Is. Yeah, I know so that's he is. see. That's what I said. I was like, "Is that it? Is that Ed Sheeran?" I was like, "That's Definitely that's is. cool." But and Conor like, McGregor is going to be on an episode. So, so right. that was. Did he actually do it? Because yeah, because I I, I think I so. Heard, I think Conor McGregor. Yeah, I heard that it it was going to happen, but it didn't. So I oh, it didn't. Sure. And then when I saw Ed Sheeran, I heard the same thing that that didn't happen either. But then there see, he is. There it is. Yeah, we'll see Conor McGregor. Yeah, he he would fit more there than Ed yeah. Sheeran. Let me tell you something. A little story about Ed Sheeran. I went to a music festival in New York called the Global Citizens Festival, which is an amazing festival. Pearl Jam was there, Beyonce was there, Coldplay was there, and Ed Sheeran comes out. People are like, come on, let's get Pearl Jam or Beyonce on. Why is Ed Sheeran not? He comes out by himself, ends up playing guitar, but then does stuff with his pedals where it sounds like he has a full band behind him. Mm. And he just killed it for a good hour and everybody was into it. (laughs) Great talent, great musician. I mean, I don't listen to his stuff or buy his music, but uh, definitely respect his talent. And uh, I know why he's so popular, but. But he did all right. I mean, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. They didn't really focus on him. No. Let's talk no. about that scene real quick because Arya glimpsed at all their swords. Yes. So her right. play is that she's gonna take. She's gonna she kill, kill them all. She's gonna kill them all. So if anybody's connected to the Lannisters, you're going to die. That's that's that was my understanding of what she was. I agree. She was doing. Yeah. She, yeah. So yeah, she's she, plotting it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, when when they invited her to dinner, I was like, "You're all gonna die." Yeah. So good for you, Arya. Yeah. Go kill all the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. I would like to see her list now, though. I would like to see how many people are on it. Yeah, her, list, her list is pretty big. Yeah, it's a big-ass list. So, yeah, I think we covered it as much as we could. Mm-hmm. So, definitely interested in the next episode and in the season. and Can't wait. I'm so glad it's on. What I was going to say is we, we need to do a call-in show where everybody can come on Skype and we can all just jibber-jabber yes. about it. You know what I mean? And just dedicate a whole maybe the season finale yeah. of this of this season will do that. Mm-hmm. We'll have everybody on. Go ahead, Les. You're looking at me like you want to say something. No, I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into some before we head out. Let's get into some emails and let's get into some voicemails. Let's do it. You know, our boy Ollie voicemail for this week. Let's listen to Ollie. What's happening, Sith heads? It's your boy Ollie just dropping in for a little review of season seven, episode one of my favorite all-time book series and television show, Game of Thrones. Um, just wanted to say I loved the first episode. I understand for some people it might not have had a lot of action and they didn't really find it interesting. I did. 
Um, personally, if you follow the themes of the show, and maybe you're one of those people that have little birds giving you spoilers, you kind of see how all the pieces are starting to connect and bring all the major parties together. So let's start out with scene one. Um, the, the death of, and basically the annihilation of the entire Frey family. Uh, that entire house is gone now. Uh, because all the males have been killed by Arya with that little faceless man technique that she used, um, you know, using Walder Frey's face. I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was a great scene. I kind of wish that they had shown the previously on Game of Thrones, like, previews in the beginning of the episode because it kind of telegraphed, you know, what was about to happen. The last scene they showed you was Arya killing Walder Frey. And then they open up with him being alive. So obviously, you know, she was with the faceless, faceless men. So you knew what was going to happen. But it was still great. It was nice to kind of see, you know, her carrying out her, um, you know, her sociopathic behavior. But Arya's character actually was one of the ones. Two characters really stood out to me in this episode. One was Arya. The other was the Hound. And it was for the same reasons. Both showed humanity, and Arya had, has basically spent six seasons losing that humanity. Um, you know, just look at how she be, be, was basically becoming a contract killer, who basically had a singular focus of annihilating the people on her list and killing Lannisters, because quite frankly, the Lannisters killed off her family. And um, so I thought the scene of her meeting up with the soldiers who we all i'm sure saw the famous singer who usually sings about his hometown um you know happen to you know be in the group they're singing so i figured he wasn't going to get slaughtered but it was kind of nice to see aria kind of having that moment where she's looking at these people as people and realizing that these soldiers just because they're in the lannister armies they, they could care less about the house you know, they could care less about the fucking kingdoms. You know, these are people like, they, they're talking about, I just want to go home and I just want to be fishing with my dad. You know, I just want to, like, spend time with my family. Oh, I just had a kid. You know, and, and you almost get, I think it was amazing acting because just the facial expressions, I just felt, I felt the scene. You know, and I think that this was one of the best acted episodes. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they're setting up you know, John's leadership. We all know what his lineage really is. Um, they're really like putting that, and they're also giving Sansa kind of that lead role because, quite frankly, I, I have a feeling that she's going to be the actual head of House Stark because John is going to leave to go rule the Seven Kingdoms along with Daenerys. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert if you didn't figure that out. I also like that they figured out how to get John to Dragonstone by having Sam find the map that talks about the dragonglass on Dragonstone. I mean, we kind of knew, and I mean, if you listen to any of my voicemails and realize that I know what the fuck I'm talking about, you would have seen, uh, you know, you would have known that Daenerys and John will meet on Dragonstone. Well, this now creates that vehicle for how uh, the reason that he gets there. And we see Daenerys get there, and that's where I'm going to end my uh, voicemail to you guys. I'm going to talk about 
it, it was it was a long scene. I get that it kind of was dragged out. I read some people that were complaining about it, but I liked that dramatic buildup. This is, you know, the long lost queen coming back to retake her birthright. She was born on Dragonstone. This is her family's house. She's basically grown up in Easteros. You know, she does not really have a connection. She Everything that she knew of Westeros was told by her shitty brother and their birthright. You know, here she is for the first time walking into a castle that has her sigil on it, that has dragons. You know, she walks up to the table that Aegon the Conqueror had carved of the Seven Kingdoms where he plotted, you know, the takeover of the Seven Kingdoms. It's, it's they're paralleling how he came to, you know, he launched his takeover of the Seven Kingdoms from Dragonstone. It's the same thing Daenerys is going to do. Uh, now, I'm sure there's twists and turns along the way, because we know that, you know, the Night's King is coming, and winter is here. Uh, I'm very curious on how they're going to go, uh, you know, um, on that vision that they had the Hounds have in the flames with the, um, you know, the thousands of... Uh, of the dead, you know, marching past each wa- East Watch, I believe it was, uh, East Watch by the Sea. Uh, so it's very, you know, possible that it may be a little more accelerated than even some of my spoilers that I read were, but I don't know. I mean, that could just be foreshadowing for season eight. I'm not really sure. Um, so that's, that's basically my two cents on it. I'm sure that there's a million little things that can be dissected from the episode. Really looking forward to the next one. I hate not binge watching episodes. Uh, of or seasons of a show because now I have to wait another goddamn week. So, bye, man. Uh, talk to you later. Thank you, Ollie, for that amazing voicemail. Our boy Ollie, again and again and again every week. That's why you're <laughs> our boy. Yes, right. Okay, so let's read an email from the man that I call the Wim, John Wimmer. <laughs> Great guy. We met him at celebration. Yes, we did. Amazing dude. He sent us an email and he's what he said. He said, "Hey guys." Listening to last week's show regarding Spider-Man, talked about Origins not showing the spider bite. This would be Marvel learning from DC. In Batman vs. Superman, when I saw the origin just in the credits, I thought to myself that I didn't need to see this again. Same with Spider-Man. Been there, saw that. I'm a DC guy, but I totally love this movie. You forget that he's supposed to be in high school. This is the first time they really pulled it off. And Spider-Man 3 sucked. I agree, John. Spider Man 3 did suck. But that's a unanimous yes. Yeah. No, but, I, I'll give the movie a thumbs up. Go on. Say what? Oh. Oh, Spider Man 3? That's because I'm a diehard Spidey fan. Okay. But go even, on. even the little jazz scene? Yeah, yeah. I like wow. that movie better than I liked Amazing Spider Man 2, for sure. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't one. like Amazing Spider Man 2. We just saw it the other day. Is that because you guys didn't like Electro? Exactly. Oh, oh God. Gene Fox is bad in that movie. Yeah, he was bad, but I, I oh. still think Amazing Spider Man 2 is better than Spider Man 3. Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say that yeah. too. But Spider-Man. We'll move on. Yes, we'll move on. on. <laughs> <laughs> and he put the MJ reveal. I love Marissa Tomei and the fact that the post credit scene trolled us. They definitely trolled they us. Trolled they trolled the shit. They trolled the shit out of everybody. It was great. Yeah. On to the Star Wars. To the douchebags complaining about the forces of destiny being for girls, Star Wars had my money since I was five. You know who they didn't have? Girls. This is them trying to make a few more fans, which is good for fans because more people are talking about it. We all win when more people are talking Star Wars. Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. Jonathan Wimmer. John, you are 
absolutely right. We were on Blue Harvest, all three of us, and we talked about how people just need to relax mm-hmm. and not worry about if there's a female or male. I mean, this is what is happening. We have a female doctor who get used to it, people. Yeah. And if you don't mm-hmm. like it, then don't watch it. Yeah. Or, the, or at yeah. least just don't talk about it. We don't need your opinion. Yeah, fucking keep we it yourself. We don't care about your Start opinion. Start a website yeah. that says, I hate women. Yeah, and see and how I many, think women should not have lead roles in films. Yeah, and see how many or hits you get. just anything yeah. in general, apparently. Yeah, yeah, anything in general. Or have a yeah, podcast yeah. called yeah. Rebel Force. Re- oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't <laughs> mean, good. I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, John, thank you for that email. It was fantastic. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate always sending those positive messages mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter to us and uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, now we have another email from Jonathan P. Mm. Greetings and salutations, Sith heads. San Diego Comic Con is only a few weeks away, and it seems Star Wars is sitting out of the most part and reserving any new sneak peeks for D twenty three. I'll be honest, of all of the geeky delights at San Diego Comic Con, I am most looking for forward to the Ready Player One panel with Steven Spielberg and Ready Player One author and co-screenwriter Ernest Klein on July 22nd. Ready Player One is one of my favorite science fiction books of the past few years, and as a child of the 80s myself, it's literally an action-packed VR trip down memory lane of my favorite movies, music, quote-unquote, Rush is featured prominently. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, John. That's awesome. That is amazing. TV shows, comics, and games – both tabletop stuff like D&D, computer games, and classic arcade titles. If they capture half of the cool stuff that goes down in the books, we're looking at a potential cult classic in the making. I highly recommend the book. And if you're into Audible, Will Wheaton does an amazing job narrating this geek-fold epic. Oh, that sounds actually pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sending you a link of all the pop culture references in the book, but you may want to hold off to any potential spoilers and read or listen to the book first. Shitballs, John, I... I actually looked at your link and i couldn't believe all the cool <laughs> stuff dude i don't less, less the link he sent me the link and i clicked on it if he's right if they put a third of the stuff that i read this movie is going to be amazing especially for our age right. bracket okay it is filled with 80 stuff That's i mean awesome. so much so that i don't know how steven spielberg's going to direct this because half the shit in it is his movies yeah that's funny. So, that's so maybe that's be, the only reason he can do it. That's really but that's funny. Gonna be he funny can use his properties, to, right? Yeah. Do that. He's like, yeah. Jaws I'll, posters. I'm going to put that in there. Yeah, I'm going to put cra- this in there. It's crazy. Yeah. This movie's good because I did it. I'm going to put that right there. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> by, by the way, Jonathan, thank you so much for that email. And thank you for that link. I am definitely going to listen to the Will Wheaton. Um, I kind of, I don't know if I want to or if I want to just watch the movie. But you, you've pumped me up so much about this film that I kind of want to listen to it. And Will Wheaton is cool. Oh, no, I do not. do not know when that comes out. We'll find out uh, next weekend because the panel is going to be at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. I, I saw a little picture of it. They had yeah, a little yeah, picture the, yeah, of the still, uh, yeah. image from the still. March 30, 2018. March oh, 30. Good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, yeah, can't wait for I'm that. I'm looking forward to that for sure. I have not read the book, but uh, I definitely have time to, and I think that I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I definitely am into it. I'm interested in it. And, and everything is so 80s out now. Even even this homecoming was all 80s, no. even though it wasn't even set in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Right. So Speaking it, of that, uh, I about lost my mind when they went into that sequence of Spider-Man swinging around to Blitz, Blitzkrieg Bob by the Ramones. Oh, no, those I'm cool. telling you what, that alone is an Easter egg because the, the Ramones did a, a, a version of the Spider-Man theme back in the day. Yeah, we put uh, it on the episode last week. Right. We put it, we introed it. Yeah, we intro. Well, I introed um, 
Nickelback doing theirs, and then I cut <laughs> I cut their asses off. And right. I put, I put, yeah, they sure did. They did a great version of it. Yeah. And the video I'm, for it is great because they're in a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Oh, right? that's cool. I'm a huge Ramones fan, and and you know, punk rock plus superheroes. Oh, can't go wrong with that for wrong. me. Can't go wrong. I got to see the Ramones. <laughs> I got to see the Ramones um, about 15 years ago. Oh my god, yeah, dude! Yeah, played at a festival, a music festival down here that a radio station called K Rock puts on. The Weenie Roast. Oh, we- yeah, it's it's <laughs> called the Weenie Roast, and they headlined it. It was. It was a I'm thrill. That's wild. Yeah, ah, yeah it, was, it was a thrill. They're, they were amazing. They were I so cool. It. By the way, thank you, Jonathan. And thank you, John, mm-hmm. for those emails. We really appreciate it. Now, we have a voicemail from Jimmy in Las Vegas, who Jimmy. we also met at Celebration. Yes, we did. At the Making Star Wars Party. Great guy. We had a good time together. And he left us a voicemail. So let's listen to it. Hey, guys. This is Jimmy in Vegas. Uh, I had a question for you guys. So Valerian's coming out next week, and I was wondering, you know, Luke Besson has put out some pretty good movies. What would you guys think of him doing a Marvel or a Star Wars movie? And what are you guys' thoughts on The Fifth Element and uh, Valerian that's coming out? Thanks, Ben. Can't wait for the podcast. All right, Jimmy, thank you for that sweet but informative short voicemail. That's mm-hmm. awesome to hear your voice again, my man. Um, great question. I'm going to throw this to... Mr. Les Gonzalez, because I know he's a big fan of this director. Yeah, Luke Besson is the fucking man, dude. He's a badass. <laughs> what do you think about him doing a Star Wars or Marvel film? I have no problems with it. If, if no. he did a Star Wars film, there will be a ton of explosions. It'll probably be a ton of, like, one man taking on just, yeah. <sighs> Luke, he, he reminds me of old Ridley Scott. He reminds me when I look at his stuff, I think Blade Runner, Blade Runner, Blade Runner. Everything mm-hmm. that he does, yeah, which he, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, you can't go wrong with someone who gives us the professional. Yeah, like great, one of the great, great movies. Uh, I think what I don't know. I mean, a Star Wars movie, he could probably do a standalone for sure. Yeah, for, yeah, for it, sure, it would have to be. A he could actually do a, a, an episodic one too. I would think. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. if he he does stand, stand and, and we'll get Gary Oldman in Star Wars if he does it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. Can you imagine Gary Oldman in Star Wars? The greatest screamer in screaming. He'd be screaming, dude. <laughs> yeah! Everyone! 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 Uh, yeah, no, he, it, he would probably do great. Uh, if there was a Marvel or any comic film that I think he could do, uh, I'm going to go way off the wall with this. People are going to be like, what, what, who is this? There's a there's a comic called 100 Bullets, and it's almost like Sin City kind of, but not as like uh, not as gory. But it's basically like Grand Theft Auto, and I think he could pull that off. How about That's one cool. of the, how about one of the, the the cinematic universe Marvel that we have today? Any character that pops in your mind that he could the Punisher? Oh, that would be awesome. He could do some Punisher, Shit. maybe even a. Pretty badass Luke Cage, I would th- I would take. Okay, he'd probably do a really good Luke Cage. It's in New York. It's set in the urban. Yeah, uh, yeah, he'd probably do a pretty damn good one for Punisher or Luke Cage for sure. Okay, Adam, what do you think? Well, I don't. I'm not super familiar with a lot of his work, so I, I'm instead of answering the question, I'm going to ask Les another question. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Can you think of a character that hasn't appeared on screen that he would be good at handling? It Marvel or DC? Marvel or DC? Lobo. Oh, oh right. 
Mm. He could he could rock a really cool yeah he could do a, a really really cool Lobo movie. It's right, it's right it would be right up his alley too because it's a space you know he's a space bounty hunter. You right. wouldn't even have to bring him to Earth, dude. You could just do some okay. really cool shit. And then he could do a standalone Lobot movie. A Lobot, no, but you <laughs> could do some really cool shit. Actually, no. Now I'm starting. My head is really starting to go because he could do. I mean, Valerian Fifth Element, kind of. Right when I saw the first trailers for Valerian, I thought right away of the fifth element. It has some of the same kind of things. And I don't know about you guys, but I thought Fifth Element was a great fucking great movie. movie. Like yeah, a no, really good, good movie. Yeah. I think he could pull off any kind of Marvel cosmic movie for sure. Any cosmic movie for Marvel, he could probably do for sure. Uh, maybe nope. a good Nova movie. Uh, I literally just said that. Yeah, he just said mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at some point, someone would have to throw him a bone. And just say, look, here, here's what you have. I mean, and Adam, you've probably seen a bunch of his movies without even knowing it. Because it's not like Luc Besson is right. he's a great director. But it's not like, you know, we're saying his name like Spielberg or any of those guys. But exactly. you've seen The Professional. You've seen mm-hmm. The Family, which was like the Robert De Niro one. Seen? You don't know what he's seen. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But, you know, like Fifth Element. Uh yeah, he's got a whole bunch of stuff that uh wait, La Femme Nikita, if I'm not mistaken, might be his. Too. Yeah, he did that one, yeah. Yes. Okay. The, the, if you go on IMDb and look at his thing, you're like, Oh, I've seen these movies. So yeah, it's yeah. just he's uh underrated not, as that. Go ahead. I, I said if not, I'll watch him. Yes, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> you couldn't go wrong watching a Luc Besson film for sure. Right on. But yeah, he could do something like Nova or Lobo. He could do a Punisher movie for sure, because it's just bullets. Yeah, 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 and he's great. His action movies are very fucking good. It's very interesting. I read an article about how the reviews are almost identical to The Fifth Element. People mm, are saying it's a masterpiece, visual masterpiece, but it's kind of, you know, storyline is not that weak. great, but mm-hmm. you don't give a shit about the storyline because it's so visually cool. Oh, and it's okay. getting the same kind of uh, reviews, almost identical to um, back then. As long as we don't have Chris Tucker. As long as we don't have Chris Tucker. It's like it read up in here, baby. Have you guys read the book that it's based on? No, but it's supposed to be a masterpiece, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually am inspired to go hunt it, hunt it down and read it myself, to be honest. I was going to say the same because I'm it's I mean, just from what I've seen from the film, it definitely looks right up my alley. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing the movie and I hope that it does do very well. And I definitely think I'd like to check out the book. I don't really know that much about it, but seems yeah, like he also directed Lucy as well. Yes, yes. he did. Oh, yes, that's right. So I mean, visually, he's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lucy was a very visual movie. Yeah, like, it is ridiculously the once she hit, got the drugs popped off in her, mm-hmm. everything was pretty damn epic. Yeah. So there you have it. Thank you, Jimmy. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I went off a little tangent there, but appreciate <laughs> the question. That was awesome. So we have a, one last one, and this is King Tom. Yes. King of all Toms. King Tom. The legend that is King Tom. King Tom should be in Game of Thrones. He should be sitting at the Iron Throne. That would be awesome. Right? Just sitting there like, somebody has to Photoshop him. Iron Iron Throne changes people. Tom's a good guy. You are right. Sit on that throne full of sword blades. It pretty much changes people. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't think King Tom Tom can be a dick. I don't Uh, think it's possible. So let's listen to a little King Tom. Gentlemen, the king. 
Hey, Arise Blue and Less. King Tom here. How you guys doing? Um, that last Jedi behind the scenes reel is pretty fucking awesome. Um, but to be honest, I still, I still got Spider-Man on my mind. Um, particularly the, the final fight. And there are two things. Um, first of all, the, Peter going back to save the Vulture, that, that sort of shit, that's what makes him Spider-Man. That's what makes Spider-Man a hero. And that's just something they nailed with this movie. And I love it. Um, but also during the final fight, I keep on thinking of the trailer. And I know a lot of people who are pissed off with the trailer that it gave away the plot point of Peter going back to the, the hoodie sweatsuit costume. And looking at it in the final movie, the, the airplane has that cloaking field, whatever visual effect on it. And I'm guessing that was all done CGI. So I'm wondering why didn't they just in the CGI rendering of that scene for the trailer, why didn't they use the model of Peter in the costume that was given to him by Tony Stark instead of the one they went with that way, save the surprise, you know, use the other model, the original costume model, for the movie, um, you know, save the surprise and piss off a lot less people. What do you think about that? Or do you think that's one of those things that will make people complain, like, you know, with Rogue One where they had all these scenes in the trailer that weren't in the movie? I know it's a bit of a weird abstract question, but I figure if anyone can handle it, you guys can. Finally, one other quick thing I wanted to talk about. Araj, I can talk about anything I want because I'm royalty, so I'm going to mention Transformers. Um, Les, I think it was you who said uh, Ironhide was your favorite. Ironhide was one of my favorites, too. He was my first Transformer. I got him, went over to my father's on a Friday night. I got a good report card. My father said, I'm getting you a toy. I got Ironhide. My father thought it was a cool-ass toy, but he was upset that it didn't look like it did on the box. So the next day, he took me back to Toys R Us and got me Soundwave. So, yeah, Ironhide, one of my favorite Transformers, and because he was a schlubby-looking toy, he got me a second toy. Um, yeah, I guess my father just wanted to win my heart through toys that way. Anyway, thanks for listening and uh, keep the, up the great podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. King Tom, you can talk about whatever you want. And listen, I have no problems talking about Transformers, like as we know it, like Transformers, mm-hmm. old school Transformers. But I don't want to talk about the fucking movie ever Bay again. Formers. But we will because it always formers. comes up. What did you say? Bayformers. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Bayformers. So I, I have no problems with that, King Tom. And at, at least your father bought you an extra uh, toy. Not unlike, like I said before, my dad bought me the Lionbot. Lionbot? Instead of fucking Voltron <laughs> because it was $50 cheaper. So he got me a knockoff fucking Voltron. <laughs> but uh, let's let's talk a little Spider-Man. Uh, I'm going to leave it to you, Adam, and I'm going to leave it to you, Les, to, to hit those points up and and, and uh, you want to go first, Les? No, go ahead, Adam. Go ahead, Adam. You're the guest. Uh, uh, sure. First of all, I will just say hell yeah to what he mentioned about Peter pulling um, Adrian Toomes out of the fire. That definitely needed to be in there because he's right. That is what makes him Spider-Man. Uh, or at least one of the things that makes him yes, Spider-Man. Is, yeah. uh, and the whole thing um, in regard to the the homemade suit with the end battle. I mean, I'm not going to, I, it did kind of bother me, I guess that they showed that, but not because they showed it more or less because I would have preferred to see him in the actual outfit in that battle. I agree. How narratively that, that is purely from a visual point of view. Narratively, I understand why they put him in that outfit, and I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think that it works better than it would have if he hadn't had that moment with Tony where he takes the suit away. 
Um, however, I mean, you know, King Tom mentioned that people complain that they showed this this plot point in the trailer. And it's like, you know, if they had done what King Tom suggested with, you know, uh, uh, using the character model for the classic suit um, for the trailers only, I feel like we would hear just as much complaining about the fact that we got something in the trailer that wasn't what it was supposed to be in the film. You know, um, right. I, I think that people would have just found a way to complain about it regardless. Yeah, it um, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, you're correct, Adam. It has there are some things that people just are going to nitpick about, and that's exactly it. So it doesn't matter. Um, I liked having the the going back to the suit because it reminded me of of uh, the Clone Saga. Yep. But I hated the Clone Saga as far as the comics goes. Like I <laughs> yeah. loved it all the way to the end, and you go, and I think I've mentioned this before on the show. It's like, wait a minute, what? All these years of Peter Parker is not real. Like, wait, what? What's going on? Right. But uh, yeah, I love the whole Scarlet Spider kind of thing going on. Agree. I I do, and I said this when we came out of the movie. I do like the fact that they didn't kill off a villain. So yeah. in the the McGuire yeah. ones, it made sense to they made sense of it. So they're like, this has yeah. to happen. But even he tried to save the Goblin. Uh, yeah, he didn't necessarily kill any of those villains. No, he know. tried to save them. Oh, and even for Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2, which was, I'm going to say again, one of probably one of, the, if not the best superhero movie, like right there, number You're three wrong. or four. Right there with you, buddy. I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah, it, dude, uh, come on. The fight choreography, the fighting no, in that was a great was one. epic. Dude. But before you keep, before you go on this, he saved, he wanted to save those because he had a, a relationship already with both of those two. Yes. Right. So with with, with um, tombs he didn't. No, but it's but it's still there because the it goes back to him. He, he wanted yes, to nail his daughter. daughter. He wanted to nail his daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah it's it. kind of rough. There to it kill is. No, dad. it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, it's true. He wanted. You know, he did. It's a bit but, rough. But yes, point, yeah. it, I think we mentioned that he before. There are connections to almost all of his villains. Like the lizard is like one of his most bloodthirsty villains, but he and Doctor Connors are like. Close. Lab partners, yeah, yeah, they're lab partners. They have, he, you know, he, he scientific and fix him and medical breakthroughs with each other. But yeah, at any given time, the lizard is trying to bite his head off. So it's like, yeah, it's all the same. Uh, but I did like that part where he they didn't kill him off because it just gives us a chance to get more Vulture and more Keaton. Mm-hmm. Any time you get more Keaton, so yeah, yeah it go. plays to the fact that Spider Man is truly a hero, right? But, you know. You gotta take what you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why I went to you both. You guys answer that like champions. All right, I think we got it. I think we did it. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Um, and wait, what, what King gonna, Tom got two Transformers out of that. King Tom got two Transformers out of that. He, he said did. Soundwave was the second one, right? Yep. Yeah. The next day, my Sound, first is Scream. He's my favorite. So Sound Soundwave is definitely my favorite Decepticon. Man, I like got fucking straight out, fucking GoBots too. By the way, I just hey, GoBots that. are not bad. Man, they're, they're I know Johnny's gonna like cuss me out, but GoBots, GoBots are, are not freaking bad. They were bullshit, cool. dude. They were like they're like four inches tall. Of course, hey, that's the scale, man. Cool. Michael Bay doing GoBot movies. Former, you know, it's like GoBots feel second second rate. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. I understand yeah. that, but I love the GoBots too. GoBots are cool. That little scooter. I want it off his prime, man. <laughs> I want a Starscream, and I got a fucking three-inch fucking 
F fourteen. Well, maybe King Tom, <laughs> maybe King Tom had a better report card than you did. I guarantee you, King yeah. Tom had a better report card than I did. That's right. That's not even a question. <laughs> so he got a he got a, an Autobot and a Decepticon. That that's just. <laughs> That's even better. Good for you, King Tom. And talk all the Transformers you want. Yes. I'll just edit it out. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. All right, guys. We're going to wrap this baby up. And we went a long time. So thank you for staying up late with us, buddy. Yes. Appreciate it, Adam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had a blast. And thank you for coming on and and dropping your knowledge. Thank you so much. Okay. uh, Once again, tell people where they can find you and find your amazing art. People, you need to go look at his stuff. Johnny always says, Johnny Gross always says, this guy is going places, and he's 100% right. This guy will be working for Marvel or DC. I'm sure he prefers Marvel. Mm. He is going places because he's an amazing talent. Where can they find your stuff? Well, if you've seen any of the Rogue One art, uh, most of the Rogue One art is by me. Uh, so, But you can check out my, my drawings um, and my designs at not Adam Stafford. That's at not Adam Stafford. On Instagram and Twitter, if you check out my Twitter, the uh, my pinned tweet at the top of my profile is the snap code that we discussed earlier in the show. Oh, cool. uh, very so cool! So, if there are any Snapchat users listening, I'm a terrible millennial. I I don't like I don't, I don't know anything about the app. Everything that I explained earlier is only knowledge that I have because I needed to know it to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I don't I don't use the app. I don't like the app. I wish that I don't know. Uh, that, I'll leave it at that. But uh, check that out. Um, new and improved Adam Stafford design is coming soon. And go read Amazing Spider-Man number 33 after you see Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you, buddy. Man, we, we really appreciate it. we got to have you back on. We'll do this again very, very soon. Please. Thank you. I, thank you. Thank you. Honored to come back. It was a great time. That's awesome. Good, Thank good. you, man. It's and great, great to talk else. to you without having to go against you. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Why you got to bring that up, dude? We had a nice show. Why you got to bring that up? I, I'm being honest, man. It felt good. There's no pressure. There's no, yeah. there's no, there's no Connor. Uh, there's no Connor McGregor. Mayweather. Mayweather yeah, there's no, yeah, there's none of that. It was awesome. <laughs> you guys are going be, to berate each other. <laughs> I'll have to come back sometime so that we can talk about Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Ooh, yes. It's going to be good news about that and i'm gonna need to talk about it for Absolutely. sure <laughs> you are welcome anytime yeah, you want to so come i on. think you just booked your next appearance there right now go, yeah. yeah exactly we gotta have to everybody listening everybody sending voicemails everybody tweeting us we love you guys thank you and by the way for everybody that gave me and support with my dog coco thank you so much you guys are awesome and she's doing a little bit better every single day mm-hmm. which is great and uh, thank you thank you thank you you guys all know who you are and we will Catch you next week on episode number 50, 50. y'all. Big five Episode number five zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, and quickly, uh, shout out to Andrew Medina. We had fun in San Diego. Oh, Angela. shit. Yes. That's right. Wait, wait, wait. We got to do shout, shout out. To All right. Shout before we end this Bert. thing, shout out to Andrew Medina, who had had his bachelor party number one mm-hmm. this weekend in San Diego. Bert and all the cousins, Caesar, Alan, everybody that was there. We had a great time, Alonzo. We had a great time with you guys, and we got to do it up, and we're going to Cancun with those guys in a, in a couple of weeks, and that's going to be insane. Oh, it's going to be nuts. Got your party number two. Yep. Thank you, guys. Catch you next week. Episode 50 of The Sith Lights. Mm-hmm.